Wait, so your first dog, Appa, is your first, your own, your own dog. What's like your your dog caretaking philosophy? Uh, are you like like your family? <laughs> like what? Like your family? Like always just it's like an animal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my parents were just more like just uh like they're just kind of guard dogs for my for my parents. Yeah. And uh, you know, we just feed them. They like stay out in the backyard. They don't really go on runs or anything like that. They just live here. They just live here. Mm-hmm. Run um, free. They don't get like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess emotions like that's like if there's no emotions like. Yeah. I think my dad ever perceives them to be like, oh, like I'm making him sad or I'm making him like yeah, happy or, yeah, yeah. or whatever. It's just like it's just a dog. He's, he's fucking alive and like that's that's it. He's got food. He's got <laughs> shelter. He's alive. You know. He's I'm good. Seeing that now, someone's clipping. Oh. Mike two. Mike two. Mike two. Mike two. Let me hear. You can just fix it in in post. The troubles of. Getting uh, someone who also does a little bit of recording. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, you guys are clipping? You guys are clipping? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do want to talk about that though. Like, when when did you get into like um sound sound engineering and whatnot? Like, what made like what was it a, like along the journey of like getting your BA and like in was it, what was your specialist degree in exactly? Oh fuck, dude, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the actual what the print is on it yeah uh, wait what do you mean you don't you know remember what's on your diploma <laughs> I, I don't know what it is in it's like i don't know what the fucking words are yeah it's a ba i'm pretty sure it's bachelor of arts might be a bm i i'm almost positive it's ba and it's uh music i don't even think it's music education it's just music quote unquote like, 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 yeah. i think it just says bachelor in arts and music uh, that's pretty badass although like the route I selected, and and there's paths in there, like oh, like I definitely did a, an education, music education path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I think on the paper it doesn't say that. I think it just says music. Um, if you're a performance person, it's like a BM in music. Okay. But I was education person with a BA in music. I don't think it says music education. Mm. So you record, like you record at your own, like your own place. You record your own music at your place. Yeah, like, everything I've done with like. Holophone has been uh, at our place, or I'm sorry, at my place, and uh, like the stuff I've done, tele, uh, whatever, like yeah. collaborative, uh, has been like me in my room just doing that stuff. Yeah. Unless, unless, yeah. The only stuff I do outside of my room, recording wise, is Wesley. So. Yeah, no. Um, it's um, it's cool seeing you do that kind of stuff because it's like speaking on that. Like I get to see it. I get to see you do it outside of your house. So it's just like I, I guess I've been spoiled for like the last few years. But hearing like holophones, it's just like that's been tight because the drumming was solid as hell. And like it's like to hear this other side of what like of you. I've always known you as like this, like this. I've I always associated like wildness with you for some reason. Like when I see you play, I see like this untapped thing. And then when I heard all like that EP, I was like, oh wow, this is really like like nostalgic and very sweet and very. Like, I don't know. It's very cool to see that. Yeah. Who's all in a holophone? Uh, well, the main members, I guess, are just me and uh, my friend Matt, uh, Matt Lucero. Um, and it's really, it's like really his baby, I think. Mm. Um, you know, he did all the lyrics for everything. Um, and as far as like chord progressions, I think he did everything chord progression-wise. Um, I was just, he always says I was just like the... 
he had ideas in his head, and I was like the one who just like uh, flushed it out. Mm-hmm. That's the way the word he said, flush. Yeah, flush it out. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> are they, are they, is he saying flush or flesh? Flesh. I think flesh. When people flushed say that, it I feel, yeah, it's been okay. fleshed out. You know. Yeah, well, I fleshed it out. Where know. did that even come? That saying come that, from? I get that I understand that. I understand that. Like, because that's kind of like how I feel with you. Like, I'll have an idea. Mm. Flesh it. Like, yeah. No, same same with you cuz you know like I mean? yeah, I feel like like we both had this experience where it's like I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know what this is going to turn out, but just give it time, it's going to be fleshed out eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, is this it comes out. Yeah. I don't know, like there's something I guess maybe a vibe that comes with that kind of thing where it's just um you know, maybe you just enable people to bounce ideas off of them. And I get that with you even yeah, like the small yeah. times that you and I have written together, Aaron. Like it's just yeah, it's a, there's a, it's a fuck it mentality that's like I don't know what this is gonna sound like, but let's just do it, you know. Yeah, um, it's it, it's crazy. I, I know I've I've been doing music for like so long, and that's probably my biggest like, uh, like insecurity is like I feel so un like ill equipped to do that stuff. Like literally, just like write a chord progression. I've sat in front of my guitar like a million times. Yeah, try to write four chords that I like enjoy and, a, you know, and that you could play over and, and over. Like, I, I literally has never happened fucking ever, dude. Mm-hmm. I've tried really dozens and dozens of times. And like, I never, ever like, what's... like, Hey, like I fucking like that. I'm always just like, man, like it always just sounds like this mush to me. I'm just like, whatever. And then people like Matt, which is like dude, fucking awesome. Um, he'll, he'll just come and be like, I'll oh, do like these chords. And I'm like, I hear the four chords and I'm like, that is fucking sick <laughs> let's fucking just record it and then we'll record it and then from there like my brain is just like fucking in fifth gear i'm just like oh dude like i know exactly what baseline will be over this mm-hmm. uh, like i know exactly what lead part we can play over this yeah exactly what drums are gonna go over this i know exactly what the fucking voice production is gonna be over this and that's what it was like literally now would just be like <laughs> these chords and i'm like cool and then he'll like sing a little line and i'm like dude that sounds dope and then we would do everything after that, like, mm-hmm. just in pieces. We just stack things over. Yeah. Do you think it's just like building blocks? Like you got to find like that first initial piece, like that foundational piece. I and... think so. Like, like, fucking, I'm just not a creative person. Like I've, I've tried so many times. I mean, maybe I am. I don't know. I, I should probably not say never, but yeah, no, I feel that. I don't feel like I'm a creative person. I feel like I'm more like, uh analytical and like mathematical and to me it's like as soon as matt or anyone plays like a series of four chords i'm like literally in my brain i'm just like i'm doing whatever uh, like school programmed me to do I'm yeah just, i'm like okay like you're playing a, a g and then after that you play a fucking b like i get it they both have uh common tones in there like if i play a b in this melodic line it'll go over both those chords that like, is so like, wild like, like my mind is just like already like Dividing everything up into like chord tones and fucking uh-huh. like related chord tones and and all these like whatever like how suspensions will work and all that stuff like, but I just can't lay down the fucking foundation. Do that's you, the weird part. Do you think that's like one thing I do wonder is like when people get like a certain kind of like education standpoint of like music theory, do they disregard the vibe they initially have when they come into music? Like uh, like I don't know for somebody every time I learn like a new scale. Uh, I just stop thinking of what notes around that scale sound good, but just the notes in that scale that sound good. And I try to use that as like the template of what to write, you know, and for some reason I lose that direction of like improvisation or just creativity. And when I start, I start, impl- like start using 
this theory and start trying to piece it together like or something. I get too into it, yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, these are the guidelines and the parameters of which I can work. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, it's, like, guaranteed this is going to be good. But whenever I do that, I feel like I never come up with something that's, like, I like. It's always something that I just pull out of my ass that I always am like, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I can critique it, I see, I see. you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, it just comes down mostly to personality type. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who went to school with me who are creative as fuck. Like, they could they could do that stuff. They could write a fucking pop song. They could do it from the bass. Like they could come up with all four chords. They could come up with the melody, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I think just in general, like, before I even played music in school, I was just always, like, super into math. I just always, like, okay. since, like, third grade, I was just, like, I loved fractions. <laughs> like, way more than I liked reading. Like, mm. It was always... I just always remember being like so obsessed with math since like a very young age. So you never hear that from anyone. And I know that's not true. Actually, I know a lot of people like math. I don't. And, uh, <laughs> and it's funny because I I love math so much that I like want other people to like math. What kind of math though? There's ma- there's like different. We talking like, like geometry kind of shit? Yeah, like algebra or like pre Um. <laughs> it's all good math. It's, it's like pizza. <laughs> Honestly, any anything that to me has a concrete answer is like because that's why I love it so much. Yeah. Because I'm just like you can get yeah, like I don't know my third grade teacher or my whatever professor in college could give me a, a question, and then I could look at it and be like, "There's a fucking answer in here." Like and a bunch of things. Like first of all, I can figure out by a series of steps of what the right answer is. And not only that, but I can go back and like securely know that there's a fucking answer and know if I have the right answer. And I don't even have to ask the teacher, like, did I get the right answer? I can literally like look at the equation again and then be like, all right, I got 13. Let me plug 13 in. in. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, it worked. Like, and I can try it again. And, and at some all, point, yeah. at some point I'm going to be like, for a fucking fact, I got this question right. And I've, and that's happened to me before when, like, in middle school, I'll take, like, a test and I'll walk out and I'm like, I got 100%. Like, I don't even need mm. to fucking wait yeah. for the Yeah, answer. I know. I 100% because mm. I check every answer. I just, I'm that. lucky enough to have enough time extra to check every check answer. Check your work. And I don't have to wait for my, my grade on fucking my report card. Like, so what, 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 like, made you go into music instead of math? Uh, well. You just, like, love music. You could, like, choose the two. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely love math about music. That's, like, mm-hmm. something that they have in common to me and uh, something that I really like. But uh, originally, I wanted to be an architect, which was something I wanted to be since a little kid, and I think I just liked the idea of building houses. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom always loves telling the story about how I told her that when she grows up, she doesn't have to worry about working or living in a retirement home because... She's gonna. I'm gonna build a whole like, uh, circle fort of houses where her and all her friends can live. Mm. I don't know. So that's just like I guess. A, a, that's so sweet. <laughs> that's really nice. No, right? my like, yeah. My mom said told me this is like I'm fine about the future because I know you're gonna buy me a house wherever you know with your money that you're gonna have. Ideally, you know, I, I want to take care of my parents. Yeah, when yeah. Old. And your parents want you to take care of them too. Yeah, mine do too. Yours yeah, do too. You know, we should take care like, of our parents. I think that's like every child's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take care of their parents. Like, yeah, I can old. imagine like like even like sending your parents to like a or like just like anyone's parents like so to sad. a home. You know, I couldn't. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't do that. I hope that doesn't happen. My parents. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it. 
Well, I feel like if you if you do that, don't first off, aren't you paying for that too? Like if to send them into a retirement home of some sorts. It's not free. Yeah, it's, I just you might as well just yeah, you might as well take them in. Um, I don't even know where we were. All right, building your mom a home. Right. So I wanted to be an architect. I don't know why, but that's something I started off with, and then. Uh, I think my parents got me and my brothers a drum set for Christmas uh, when I was in sixth grade. And then we got it, and uh, I'm the youngest of three brothers. And the oldest one, I think, didn't really play that much. Might have actually already been out of the house by then. And then the second one was uh, more into it. I think at that time he was like, like a, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck he learned, but he learned how to he play like a beat yeah. or two on the on the drum set, and I was like, "Yeah, that's sick." And I think I tried a bit, and I was like, oh, "I don't know. I don't really. I don't. I don't know how to do this." Yeah. And then fast forward like six months, I was going into seventh grade, filling out that little uh, stock card or whatever with all the electives you want to take mm-hmm. or, or classes, and I was, saw one that was uh, called drum corp, a T O R P. The fuck is corp? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I really didn't know what it was, and it had a little description, something about learning how to play drums. And I was like, oh, dope, like, I want to learn how to play drums. Uh, we're going to learn how to play drum set in there, that's dope. And uh, I think I asked my older, my middle brother, and I was like, hey, should I take his class? And he was like, yeah, just take it, whatever. Like, if you don't like it, you just not, you just quit. And I was like, okay. So I took that class, had nothing to do with drum sets. There was not a single drum set in the uh, <laughs> class. There was just, like, those rubber pads. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen drummers use those practice pads. Uh, we learned how to play like uh, just uh, rudimentary things like paradiddles and like diddles and stuff. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what is a paradiddle? I thought that was a normal thing, but a paradiddle is just a, uh, a certain sticking that you'd use. You play four notes that are all equally distant from each other, uh-huh. and you use a particular order of hands so you would use your right then your left then your right and, and your right left again oh, okay so it's kind of like i don't know how you imagine that right left right right yeah yeah so then on the next one you're inverted because now you have to start in your left left right left left oh that's okay okay you lost two variables right left right right left right left left so you try to keep each other right left right right left right left left right left right right you try to get good at Essentially playing like a straight pattern like that, I guess, but with the uh, paradiddles happening, sticking pattern. So that that's paradiddle, and we we learned stuff like that all year, and uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't know what about it made me so like infatuated. I was like in love with that challenge of being able to do that's tight. some weird sticking or whatever. Like I was like, oh, man, my hands won't work. Why can't I <laughs> do this? Like. There's a lot of different puzzles, like a paradiddle. Yeah. And uh, I just, like, loved trying to figure them out. And then in eighth grade, I just rejoined again to get better at it. Uh, and then in my freshman year of high school, I did band. And then, like, I saw the older kids were way, like, extremely better than, yeah. than like, me as a freshman. So I was like, oh, man, like, I need to get better at this. And I just, like, watched them and would practice a lot. Like a lot, and uh, eventually, like, just would spend crazy amounts of time, like four to six hours a day, like playing on the stupid practice pad, trying to like figure these things out. And my grades were horrible in high school. I had like lots of D's and F's because I was always just focusing on like band stuff, trying to get these 
fucking patterns down. But eventually, I just got good enough to where I was, like, I don't know, one of the better ones in high school. You know, like, one of the, like, you know, leaders, like, captains or whatever in, in the band. Graduated, went to uh, BVC, the community college in Victorville. And at that point, still didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I think I, I just joined the music classes just because it was something I already knew that was familiar. And then I, I started taking theory, um, and that was really my first introduction into like pitches and how pitches relate to each other. Before that, it was all about rhythms mm -hmm. for me. And then I started learning about pitches early in community college. I was like, oh, this is the exact same thing as pitches. I'm sorry, rhythms, but now vertically, like I'm looking at how things align mm -hmm. at the same time. <laughs> um, and and just love that so much that I think at some point I decided, like maybe in my second year of community college, like, oh fuck, I want to just see this to the end. Like, I don't know what the fuck is at the end of this tunnel, but I just want to see. And I went to Cal State Fullerton, finished, and then by that point I was like so deep in it, I was like, yeah, I'm getting this degree. Um, nice. But my, my only options with a music degree from a state school like that is just, you're either going to be a performer or be a teacher. and. Uh, I just thought teaching was more of a safe bet. I wasn't that confident in being a performer. So, is there like a what kind of like a as pressure wise speaking, I mean, performing for like a band like that or like an actual band like a, a rock like a rock band? I guess what gives you more pressure on you, like performing in like a collegiate level, or in the sense of like like a, you had to learn these pieces, these ensembles, or just like just or or a gig. I think it's, uh, I personally had a way harder time uh, with, like, the college stuff. Mm. That stuff is just a lot less of, like, groove mm -hmm. and a lot more of, like, there's just a series of, I don't know, four, 400 notes you're about to play in the next three minutes, and they better be in the spot. on. Yeah. Yeah. Spot. yeah. Like, and you have to know, like. And it's a team. It's a mega team sport too. Not just like yeah, a yeah, three, like, not a like two, three. Yeah. To try to do this. <laughs> <laughs> We're all. You're all going to the pit together. <laughs> you better fucking know. Like, I'm gonna stop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not just me, not just you, but all see all other sixty eighty. You motherfuckers better know. Yeah, oh dude, my and, god. And you can really fuck it up. Like you can really fuck it up. Just as an example, you, you could be the guy with the crash symbols, which is an easy job. You're no, like, pressure, you're, pressure. You know, you're hitting the damn things once. Or like the. But fuck, if you're a B off, you know, a second off. Oh. The orchestra's gonna sound horrible. Like if you're coming in early or late, like you better hit oh. that thing right on your count. I want to go on YouTube and like watch beginner orchestras. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's hmm. very orchestrated. It's very like. You better hit what's on the paper. Mm. Other than drums, you sing, you said you play guitar, uh, any other instruments? Yeah, I mean, I play guitar. I've probably done that, I've done that longer than anything else, longer than drums. And then in school, I was like trained in college to do like trumpet, trombone, violin, cello, saxophone, clarinet, flute. Um, but all of that stuff is like, I would say, a beginner level um you know i could play two or three scales on each of those instruments and i could play like get through a middle school gig if you threw me on a middle school concert <laughs> today i'd probably like hell yeah i kill that shit like on the spot green sleeves is going down scarborough <laughs> exactly. scarborough fair is going down <laughs>
but the only thing I feel like I guess more competent is probably the, the drum stuff. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. What? When did you start playing? Like just gigging with people, or just like jamming with people? Uh, honestly, the first time I ever played like drum set was maybe like a month before I joined your Westies. Oh, really? Because, like I said, everything in in high school and college was all orchestra related. So I'm playing like a single snare drum in front of me, or uh-huh. a marimba, or something like that. But uh, I actually never really owned a drum set i know i said i had one in, in like sixth grade but that one lasted like three years and it got put in the garage and i never really looked at it again i feel that um, so i bought one a week before i or like a month before i joined your westies um i like started playing it was a lot of things transfer obviously like mm-hmm. my hands were able to do a lot of these patterns yeah transfer them to like the different things on here like i was like immediately okay was there like a like, was there a first It's oh been God. two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Time really flies, though, like, mm-hmm. when you have, like, faded episodes. But they're always fun. We always dig them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're back. We're back. And uh, yeah, wait, we're, <laughs> Oh, yeah, shit. I didn't even know we were recording. Welcome back to the Big Dicks Podcast. We're talking about the Hell biggest yeah. We're about the biggest schlongs, the hogs, and all. Anything you can see, circumcised, uncircumcised, microphallus, and all. Dicks. <laughs> the biggest dicks. Yeah. Whatever the fuck we were just talking about, invalid. What about what about um what about little dicks? I said microphallus and all. <laughs> oh. oh yeah yeah. I big, said big big dick energy. I don't big big energy, little dick energy. I don't give a fuck. I just want your dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Welcome we're back. Gonna, we're gonna have to clip that. I just want your dick. Oh, <laughs> I just want your dick. <laughs> okay, but, we're back. We're back on the two in one I, pod, and we're gonna take a shot. And we're gonna take oh, a shot. So that's yeah, that's yeah. the next order of business. Is we're yeah. Take a shot. Alright. This, this is two. This is two. The drums. The drums? The drums. The band? Like the band? The band? The band. The drums. I heard someone say that the drums were... Hold on real quick. Let me take the shot. That the drums were just like a modern day Smiths. And do you guys agree with that? The drums are modern day Smiths? Yeah. The band? The yeah. Smiths? Yeah. Uh, bro, I've never listened to the drums. <laughs> I've only listened to Portamento. But now I wanna, but, I wanna listen to them. I only know like two or three drum songs too. Yeah, no, I've only, I've only listened to like the album Portamento. Okay. And Loki. Oh, come on, hey. come on baby. Come on. You, you're okay. Your dog is just so cute, man. Yeah, your dog's, your dog's oh, yeah. so my, my dog is looking biting me. Is on the podcast as well, but he's acting up. No, he's a little, he's a little cutie. My dogs bite me um all the time. I'm like used to it. That's mm-hmm. like how they play. Aubrey tries to bite me, and then I tell her it hurts, and she stops. Oh no, she, she stops. bites, bro. She bites. She scratches. Oh, Aubrey will punch me, though. She doesn't know her own strength. <laughs> yeah, Aubrey like one time she like whacked her own face with her own tail. <laughs> <laughs> She yelped. It was funny. Hold on. Okay, I think what we were talking about was just like um, uh, drumming, like a drum set. You know, or you had a you got your first drum set, like just. Oh yeah, so I got like a month before your Westies, mm-hmm. and um, I was playing with my friend Josiah. Uh-huh. Uh, it was JoJo Drives, right? Exactly. Oh so, shit! Yeah. Uh, it was like early JoJo Drives before that name. Uh, was that is that another band? That's, That's yeah. like a little a little project that existed for like I don't know 
six months. I never, I never got to hear anything of it. Did you guys ever have music? That's such a we right? recorded stuff on our phone. Oh, spank bang um, stuff. Yeah, like spank bang stuff. I feel and that. And um, they they or actually I played one show with them, and then they might have played like two shows without me. And they had JC as a drummer. Uh, JC, you know JC. Yeah, oh I know, I know JC. JC. Shout and, out, um, yeah, shout out JC. And uh, and uh, yeah, shout out uh, Louie. Shout out Nick. Shout out JC. <laughs> shout out Victor. Shout out. Uh, Lena, shout out Angelica, shout out Steven, shout out Alex, shout out Kat, shout out Matt, shout out Eddie, shout out Ruby, shout out Dom, shout out Tony, shout out Hansel, shout out Clyde, shout out Yosef, shout out who am I missing? Oh man, shout out Josiah. I don't know if that one already came You're on a roll, man. Yeah, just keep it going, keep it going. Who else? Who else? Shout out God. The city of Victorville? Fucking shout yeah, it out. I'm, I'm getting the shout outs out right now. Shout out that bar that had fuck Gavin Newsom. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Dude, <laughs> is the gym still is this, is the gym still open over there? I think so, dude. They're, they're popping off. Yeah, dude. The, the gym. gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, it's Red Nation up there. Dude. Red Kingdom, bro. Red Kingdom. Red Kingdom. <laughs> you guys seen that fucking meme? I, I have, dude. Wait, <laughs> oh about Victorville? Yeah. Red Kingdom? Ah, there's like they a... love the fucking Red Kingdom. Oh, they love that they shit. They eat it up. And then they don't fucking give a fuck. And they get scared. Is that... That's... Oh my god, Aubrey's causing a ruckus. No, but it really is like... It's like red territory, like in the high desert, huh? That's what it I is. Heard. You're not from there, huh? No, I'm not. No. You're, you're in Moreno Valley bound? Yeah, I, I I was born in Orange County, but I've lived in like Mobile all my life. Um, the high desert scares me. It does. Like it really does. It's a, it's no hate to anybody at, in the high desert, but it's a it's a scary, desolate place. Personally, whenever I've been there, yeah, it's um, it's, it's trashy as fuck. It really is. I can't deny that. I'm I was born and raised there, bro. I I think my okay so. I left Victorville when I was like 23, and I spent about 19 years there, and it's trash, dude. (laughs) (laughs) My my conclusion is... Like, no, yeah, as soon as I left, I was like, wow, this is what the outside world is. This is like, like, Victorville is just like someplace you go to die, essentially. How do you guys guys feel about, like, so Victorville, well, the high desert in general being, like, red territory, uh, having, like... It's gotta be red like, somewhere. Like growing up there, right? And like having like more liberal views. What's that like? Because I've never, I've never experienced that in my life, right? Like growing up with like. I guess you don't really think about it. Everywhere. Like you don't really. It's just kind of the norm that you live in, and you're just like, yeah, I, they just, you just. I mean, at least I thought, you know, they just don't get it, and that was really it for me. You just like grow acclimated. Mm-hmm. acclimated like, like, oh, Bob's a dick, but you know, he's a good guy. I guess you know, you know, he thinks I don't like his views, but he's a yeah. good guy. Yeah. Or whatever, I'll still talk to him. You just get more like tolerant with these people. Um, really quick before I forget, Aaron, I saw you speak at the uh, what was it, the Victorville City Council meeting? Mm-hmm. Um, for the my guy. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, Victor was there. I was there. Yeah, yeah. That's whole, that's that's the. Do you like engage in like actions like that regularly? Was that like your no, first time? That was uh, my third time, maybe. I had gone up twice before. Oh, every time has been to the Victorville. Uh, whatever meeting, 
And uh, the first two times I went were for the skate park that they were like trying to build. First time we went, we all smoked, didn't care. Uh, the second time we went, I spoke again. Uh, that time they happened to pass the thing or whatever, so they're building the skate park. Or so that was what was voted on like a year ago. And then I went for that one time. Mm. What was it, like in June? That was in June, yeah. Like yeah, I think it's like June, July, summer. Not, yeah. That was yeah, a really cool me. speech, though. I, I never, I've never really been to a protest until this summer, and I've never been to a camp or anything like that, really. What what mobilized you to like go? Uh, <laughs> honestly, um, it's funny. I was I was having a conversation with my friend maybe like the week or two after that that thing, and uh, he, he has a lot of the same views as me. Um, I think growing up, I was really like I, I was really like open minded, or maybe like too open minded, where I was like, all right. <laughs> Um, I don't know, something crazy would be said, you know, and I'm like, all right, all right, like, let's just sit back, everyone's got their opinions, like, mm -hmm. all right, like, um, maybe, maybe w women shouldn't be able to uh, get abortions, but maybe they should, like, they're both good arguments, like, that's where I always was, was just like, everyone's making good points here. Yeah, just like sitting on <laughs> like, the fence. Like, I was just always yeah. on the fence, like, my entire life, like, uh, just playing, like, a devil's advocate, maybe for both sides, um, and then... I don't know. I saw the I saw that video. I saw George Floyd video like before it popped off. Like maybe like the day it happened, I might have seen it that like a few hours later, just by chance. And then I saw that and I was just like, "This is crazy!" Like I've seen a lot of these, and this one's just insane. And then uh, you know, everything happened like weeks after that. It just like exploded, and I was like, "Am I really on the fence about this?" Like. What, what am I going to do, like, sit here and fucking say, like, okay, like, this guy had a, a fucking a reason, or, I don't know, it just mm -hmm. felt, it felt way too awful to be on the fence about that, so I, I really, like, swung into the other direction for some reason, where I was just like, this is not cool, and I'm so not cool that I need to go and, like, say something. Yeah. So I went to a protest, uh, my friends invited me to that. And then the next week, they were like, hey, we're going to go to the Victorville thing. Like, you should come through. So I did. And I didn't know I was speaking until, like, a few minutes <laughs> before. I was like, okay, I'll go up there. Yeah. I'll do it. Wait, so did you just pull that out of your ass? Like, or well, did I, you have that ready? I was sitting there. I was, like, thinking about what I could say. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit pre-thought. But nice. it wasn't like I was, like, preparing for weeks or anything but, but essentially yeah you made it up like that moment like the night before i wasn't like sure i was going to say anything I, mm. I just knew i was going to be there yeah holding a sign at least mm. that's really cool though because i feel like the best um like public comments i guess if you will come like from those moments the thing is like when people go to those things you normally like don't you don't go prepared to speak right like whenever you speak it's always like Oh hey, you are you down to give like a public comment? You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. And yeah, you can go with like a prepared thing, but I think you showing up was enough of a demonstration of like, oh, I care about this. And in that case, like I don't think like you need to like prepare like a thing because at the end of the day, it's like, look, the people who live in like Victorville and like every city that police brutality is happening. You don't need to be like a studied fucking scholar to speak on it. Mm -mm. It's the place that you live in. 
you know? This yeah. is my experience. I'm a resident of Victorville. I'm a resident of Moreno Valley or whatever, whatever. Like this is this is where I live and this is what I feel, this is what I see, and this is why I take an issue with it. So yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> it's super embarrassing. I've never gone back to listen to it because um, I know there's things I'd probably cringe at today if I like heard it. <laughs> well, we checked it out and we we liked it. We thought but, like I I oh, saw overall it. I, I I still like stand by the the general idea of what I was saying. Like, it was well said. Mm -hmm. was yeah. Yeah. Speaking speaking like that. Speaking in public, and I knew I was being recorded. Because uh, I had seen videos of me talking about the skate park thing. I knew I was being recorded, and that, like, added to it. I knew all of my friends were outside listening on the intercom or whatever. So, like, that was added, that added to it. Yeah, I just, like, I knew I was being observed, and it was hard. It, it sucks being, like, judged mm -hmm. in a matter of a fucking 90-second thing you say. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I don't know. <clears throat> Who knows if you get everything out perfectly the way you wanted to, but overall, I, I was happy I spoke in general, I guess. Do you think you'd be down to be, like, more politically involved in the future and other things, or? Uh, yeah, I think maybe in different ways I'd like to be involved. I, I, I think music's a great way to be politically yeah. involved. Yeah, I I personally, I don't think I li I enjoyed some of the, uh, like, the, the week the week of, I got a lot of just feedback. Some of it, a little bit of it was negative uh, from people I know, and then mm -hmm. some of it was like, well, most of it was positive from people I know. But in general, I just didn't really like uh, feedback. Yeah. Got, literally, like, I didn't, sometimes the, the positive stuff, too, just kind of sucks hearing. Like, it kind of just feels like a circle jerk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, yeah. Just, like, okay, yeah. Like, okay, like, it's like you're hey, thanks, thanks, thanks. Like I know you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All fifteen of you guys believe this yesterday, and then I just said it, and then like you're giving me praise, and it sucks. I don't want to bash that. Like, thank you. I'm yeah. Appreciative of, of hearing like that stuff too, but also like. But the reason why we do it is not to get praise. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's yeah. the right thing to do. Exactly. It's like honestly, the the one person who I probably like meant it most for is the guy who. He gave me negative feedback about it, and I talked to him for like, uh, like, you know, half an hour, an hour on the phone afterwards that week, and uh, we didn't reach any conclusion. Yeah. But that's that's the guy I was speaking to, technically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. The guy I was speaking to. Um, so that's probably the feedback I needed most. Who knows? I don't know. I don't really like. I I didn't like that. I guess I didn't like getting feedback for a week. In any light. Yeah, it's tough to scanning any kind of feedback and all, and like defending your views and even like even like accepting like oh, okay yes yes I know we think similar things and like I'm you're giving me praise for this for thing this way but you know I don't need this kind of praise for this kind of stuff this is something that you're wasting your energy on you know it's something we should like from the ground be just yeah. un without even talking about it just being cool with you know I think that's what a lot of activism has like turned into these days like kudo just, points you know yeah exactly kudo points and brownie points mm -hmm. and like especially online yeah it's especially almost like a, it's like another way to virtue signal almost exactly. if you say if you tell someone like yeah. oh great job for believing in that it's just another way of saying like oh yes I still believe in this you know yeah. and I acknowledge you, you yeah in case you in forgot case you, you forgot, know I'm still against police brutality mm -hmm. and I agree with you that police brutality is wrong even though I just posted about it five days ago <laughs> You know, yeah, that's but crazy. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which ways I want to be involved. I really don't know. Like, I think I... It's tough, though, because at one point, I feel like you can't just be this digital warrior because then you're just queuing on believers. Right. You know, you can't... Well, but queuing on turns out, though. I mean, like, they, they turn... turn out, dude. They're, you... they're, they're, they're out They here. go out to their rallies and all that, but, like, there's nothing really that they're doing. You know, there's they're just there stoking that magna that mega flame that you know that bullshit. I don't like. Yeah, they might like same thing with our our shit too. It's like yeah, we have our we have our like our protests against police brutality and whatnot. But other than that, what is the what are the youth doing right now? I think okay. I'm no one gets involved in their local politics. You know, right, at yeah. one point, I feel like you have to get your hands dirty if you want to get like really involved to a certain point, you can be a digital warrior all you want and spread the word. But at one point you have to go out there and do something, you know? Yeah. There's, um, there's this podcast that I listen to called red scare and, uh, they have like this philosophy that like a society where people like get involved in their politics and local politics is like not a good sign. Politics are supposed to be boring, right? Like, young people are not supposed to be into politics. Mm-hmm. Nobody's supposed to be into politics. This is like a job, a boring job, like, left for, like, for boring people, right? Like, who the hell wants to be a politician? And, um, a, like, a society that has, like, its people involved in politics is, like, uh, something's so wrong that regular people are getting involved in this thing that isn't meant for regular people. You know what I mean? So, when I, like, you're people that are like apathetic to politics and like they don't get involved in it's like I get it. Mm. I understand because like who who has the time and who wants to like who wants to like keep up with this, who wants to like be a wonk and do research. <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, I get that. And well, I mean, I definitely agree with the sense of like uh if you have to get involved, something has to be wrong. Like you shouldn't have to get involved. Yeah. And but that's just where it is. It's like it's it's just something so wrong where it's like we're I just got to be in here now, you know. But I don't know. Yeah, it's it, whatever you choose to do. You know, I guess you can. Your level of like activism is is on you. I just don't think you should like I I guess be this person who's just like giving kudos to everyone all the time, like or I'm yeah. posting about it twenty four seven. Don't make that your full time job. Is what I'm saying, or your day job, whatever. Yeah. Speaking of social media, you have a social media. Oh, Are you yeah. a social media guy? Like I'm a social media fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, oh man, I I like I like love social media a lot actually, and uh, I would say like 98 percent of my experience with it is positive. I I, <laughs> I had a Twitter back in like 2008 maybe. And Damn. Yeah, I was like I was back early, in I think the I, day. I think it was early on into that. You're like one of the like, first people I, like, on loved Twitter. It. Yeah, it was like cool, and then and then as soon as I was able to get an Instagram, I got one when I had a smartphone. I was like, download. Uh, I I have a Facebook still to this day. I have a uh, anything. I don't have a YouTube. I have a Twitch. I have a nice. anything, and and but mostly I think on all those things, all I am is like a a lurker. I just like I just consume. Like Twitter feed, I'm like yes, like I'm just like always reading, always <laughs> looking at people's like my friends' pictures, like see what they're doing. Yeah, I get uh, that. Yeah, uh, yeah, just see what's going on in people's lives on Facebook or watching nice. my friends' Twitch streams or or just watching YouTube videos. Like hardly ever do I post. I'm not really a poster, but I I do love 
He's consuming. Lurker. Consu- yeah. I lurk. I lurk day and night. You have a, a TikTok? I do. I do. do you really? Hell nice, yeah. nice. And I, I, I've never made a TikTok. Well, I've never published a public TikTok. I've made some for fun for my friends. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. TikTok is like something I can go to. That's a, that would be like my drug of choice. I have to take it's social media. Awesome. TikTok is <laughs> so fucking fun, dude. Yeah, I I don't think I had a, a smartphone, maybe, or maybe I did. I don't know. I just didn't have a Vine, but it feels like a more curated Vine. Like fuck, like yeah, your for you page is literally for you. Yeah, there's some algorithms, which is not good, but there's some fucking <laughs> algorithms. That are like spying on you, seeing the shit you like, and you're just getting the absolute best content for your humor. Like it's crazy. It yeah. sucks. How do you feel about that? Like, um, are our devices like basically being like wires? Like we're wiretapped everywhere yeah. that we go. Everything we Google, like you get an ad for it. Everything you talk about, you get an ad for it. Yeah. Fucking that's creepy. Yeah. Creepy as hell. Yeah. I know. I. I don't. I have no argument to why that's not creepy or why that's not horrible. But, um, I, I, it has never bothered me. I guess personally, thinking that like computer programs are, are watching my like moves. Um, as long as I'm aware of it, I guess. Yeah. And like, luckily, you know, I don't know. I'm aware of it because of just people bring it up all the time. So it's it's nice knowing that like. When I see an ad, I'm like, oh, stupid. Like, <laughs> I was talking about a dog toy, so you showed me a dog toy. <laughs> like, it's almost just funny seeing it in my feed. Um, but I do see how that's dangerous. Like, I don't know, someone who might not know that they're being tracked that way is like, it could be so dangerous how they could just guide your thoughts and your desires. Yeah, that's, that is true. I, I don't like that. I don't like the policy of it, but personally, it doesn't like bother me. I'm just like, you look like an idiot showing me a fucking fish flip-flops. A, a fish flip-flops. I was talking about fish flip-flops this afternoon. Like, uh. <laughs> That's what's like depressing about it, I think, is that it's like such a powerful tool to like really spy on people and really do horrible things. And like these really mega rich corporations are just using it to like sell us things. Yeah. And they're fucking mega rich. Yeah, no, they have the re- <laughs> they got the resources to keep doing this. It's not gonna stop anytime. Yeah, I just if anything, I don't like the fact that it doesn't like if I wanted to go into like some QAnon propaganda or whatever. Um, there's never going to be any videos opposing that. It's always like if you watch one video, it gives me three. If I watch those three. I get seven more. If I watch those seven more, I get fourteen more. I never get one that's opposing those views or any yeah. or disputing that case. That I feel like it could change. I and we're back <laughs> yet again. Now with the big asshole podcast, where you put everything and anything in there your ass. Go. Exactly. Who's got the biggest yes. asshole here? Let's find out. Stay tuned. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, I do I do wanna I do wanna go into a certain kind We're of topic. Having such like a serious like <laughs> serious conversation. These these damn interruptions, you know, these <laughs> these technical difficulties. But 
I do want to bring up one thing with you. I, I did text you about this, which is um, DRS. 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 Maybe you do some cool. Oh my God. Yeah. So like face dropping. Welcome to our sub podcast. This is a sub podcast. We're talking about DRS and DRS events. Welcome to this episode. I'm your host, Aaron Moreno. I have two guests here with me. You just hijacked it. Oh, <laughs> holy the, shit! How the turntables? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, okay. so I, so I, yeah, let's turn it around. Yeah, oh, so happy, happy to be here. Happy <laughs> to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah, we really appreciate it. I love the set, by the way. I love the set. Love what you did. Thank yeah, you. it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm so yeah. I'm glad to have you guys here. Uh, all right, before I get into that question about TRS, I do want to say I'm. A bit nervous and timid about being the representative. For you don't have to like say anything you don't want to say. No, I just... no, no. no. I, I will say. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God! There's there was seven people at DRS, and I'm just one opinion. I just happen to be the first opinion. <laughs> Maybe you'll get one of the other guys. Like, I hope so. If anyone Hell wants yeah. to like talk about this or dispute anything but, that's uh, said. <laughs> <laughs> Come back on and speak your piece. That's right. Yeah, come back on to the DRS podcast. My name is Aaron Moreno. I'm your host. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but DRS was, uh, for those who don't know, was just a house in Riverside. That's all it was. Um, you know, what is that? North Riverside? No, South Riverside. We were south of the 91 off of La Sierra. Um, a little nice, closed, gated community. Um, it was seven of us who happened to get a house um seven homies and we lived there for two years i only lived there for the first year um but obviously i, I visited a lot during the second year um and and there's a lot of shenanigans that happened in those two years of of, of that house drs and uh drs for those of you who don't know i don't know if you know Actually, I, I feel like most people probably don't know what it what it stands for. I think I know what it stands for. It's Dead Roommate Society, right? Huh? Dead Roommate Society, yeah. right? Do, oh, how did you guys? I heard the story somewhere along the okay. line. You know, I I've known you for a while, quite some time, so I'm sure yeah. at one point it came up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, so comes, you took inspiration I from think Dead Poets. Dead Poets Society. Yeah. Why did that come we up? We were looking for a house. Like it was the last month of of the previous apartment's lease. Um. And maybe that last month, like we were all looking on Zillow, just like you know, searching, <laughs> rushing that all, shit, this all kinds of numbers. And it was literally like the week that uh, uh, Robin Williams had died. Oh, so, so, so we were all just wow. Like, okay, like, you know, so twenty fourteen, like, circa twenty fourteen, circa twenty fourteen. That sounds right. And um, we were like, all right, like it's gonna be like Dead Poets Society, but I mean, said we're, we're all roommates. We're gonna be roommates. It's Dead Roommate Society. So DRS, that's where that comes from. Um, and, uh, basically I was at house in Riverside, seven of us lived there. The, the characters were, uh, the characters, I'm yeah, sorry, your, your other roommates. These are... We always talked about it. Like it was like a reality show and it was what? Like, like seasons. Okay. I'm and not going like, to, I was there for season one, <laughs> ah. season two, I was like gone. No, I think it was Dominus. It was Dominus of uh 20, uh, whatever the fuck. Like some dominus. Some dominus. And I remember I was hanging out with Sal and I was in your garage and 
you introduced yourself to us, and this was the most. I remember tell, I told Sal this as soon as you left, but th- that was the most like sitcommy, <laughs> fucking whatever the fuck TV show character you like whatever the hell persona you just like gave to us this host persona that was it was just it was so cool to watch because it was just like wow this is such a like organic homie zone that is like oh yes you know hello welcome Surprise. to my humble abode where we serve you alcoholic beverages and Aaron, we have good times say, would you say it was a frat house. I would say it was something. <laughs> was that what it was? God damn it! Was I in a frat house? <laughs> I think I, I was never part of a frat, and I don't think any of those. No, yeah, none of those guys that lived in the house were ever part of a frat. Hmm. Um, everything that I see from a movie seems like frat people are douchebags, and I don't think we like to associate with that. But in every other sense, we were probably a frat. Uh, we had fucking Greek letters. Uh, as you walked in, we had literally Delta Rho Sigma VRS fucking Greek letters on our on our oh, that's pretty sick. on our wall right there, and we had them like custom made. <laughs> and um, so maybe yeah, it was probably a frat house. There was a lot of parties, a lot of drinking. Those parties, okay, those parties were legendary. I was only at like two of them, but every time like a party would happen, it's like damn, I missed something. <laughs> it felt like that every time. This. Like it was, it was just cool to like. I, just from the outside looking in, it just felt cool to see that, and then just being a part of it for the two times I was, it was cool just seeing that environment. Because I, I was a nomad at every one of those parties, I ended up just walking around, and that was just tight to see the little like like cliques or subgenres of like people that you would see, and how it all at times would just be so interchangeable and would blend right in. It was just a partying environment that was. So at home, like, and maybe it's just a sense of like it was high desert people mostly I knew that was there, because I always feel like high desert people just know how to like just interact with one another. That's, it's, that's a whole. Thing that's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I think nice. we should. Yeah. No, I have a spiel about that too. I've 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 said that so many times. Oh high desert so, people know how to yeah, talk dude, to they, one they, another. There is. Oh my God. There's Venn diagrams. Bro. Mm-hmm. There's Venn diagrams mm-hmm. to be made. At the high de- in the high desert, yeah. Someone out there who's good at making Venn diagrams, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, okay, going back to the members. Mm-hmm. The members were Dom, Yosef, Ben, Josiah, Steven, Eddie, and me. Those were the seven of season one, VRS. And then season two, I think I left, and then they got a special guest star from David for like a week, <laughs> and then a special guest star from the Twigs for like a week. And I think. That might have been it. And then uh, Alexia was, was probably my replacement, I guess, uh, more than anything. But um, go, going back to what DRS was, I guess, um, I was trying to think about it. And it was really like three things. It was one, it just happened to be that we were one of the earliest people to leave our parents' houses. We were all from Victorville. We were one of the earliest people to leave our houses and, and get a place. Um, and then two, uh, we were like generous in that we always allowed it pretty much anyone to fucking sleep over and we had parties and we always uh, provided, it was not BYOB. It was like, we would get liquor, beer and fucking. Yeah. These were legendary parties, man. 
Um, so those two. <laughs> and then the third thing was the, the Venn diagram that is. <laughs> I've never. The only parties I've been to where it's not BYOB are frat parties. Oh, shit. Explain, explain that. But explain we, that. <laughs> oh, ew. And then the third thing that made DRS special, I think, was uh, the Venn diagram that is Victorville Hesperia, mm-hmm. um, which we can go into that in a bit. But um, yeah, we might have been a frat house. Might have been. Um. Uh, 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 I'm blank. That's what it was. You were going to talk about, um, well, you two about Vic, like high desert people and like their ability to before, shoot the shit. Before we do that, though, I do want to ask, um, who came up with the throwing the parties and making them like members themed titles? Who came up with the trailers for the parties? <laughs> okay, who the I, fuck did I, all this? I think Steven is probably a big part in like the themes of parties. Um, we probably, we all had, like, a say in it, but I think Steven was probably just, like, I think he just likes themes. I think he likes, yeah. like, like, I don't know, just vibes and energy. Yeah. And um, the first party we threw at DRS was for Yosef, because he's the first one after we signed the lease, which I believe is in September. And, um, you know, that one was cool, because it was the first time we had the house. A bunch of people came. Uh, it was fucking crazy. And then after that, I think it started getting into the themes where it would be like, Steven was in October, so we it was ha- Halloween. So it was Steven, Halloween. And then it was Dom, Domus. But actually, Domus was prior to that. It had been going on for a few years. Nice. Uh, mine is in January, super close to you know Martin Luther King. So it was, they would call me Garin because I was Don and uh-huh. Aaron Garin. Okay. And it would be Garin Luther King. <laughs> and then there was a. Uh, I remember Ben Dependence Day. Ben Dependence Day. That's so fucking funny. I might be drawing a blank on, on some of the other things. I think Eddie's. Uh, we might be like. This is in. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, we would do in April. Mm birthday uh and we would do like ed pyre strikes back what is that why would we do that because may the fourth would oh empires okay empire strikes back ed the fourth i don't know why in april we would do ed pyre ed pyre strikes back i don't know i feel like why not yeah there was themes we we, you know we did our best to do that Um, ed 20 you could have done that yeah oh 420 at 20 20. that could happen yeah honestly there's infinite variations but, um, but there were like these themed parties and these trailers that would just come out for these parties, which were always so funny. Do are those still out there? Oh yeah, I remember. There's... I, actually, I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, I work for a certain organization that um, would not enjoy those, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I made a lot of them private. So I think they were uploaded. Okay, because I tried looking for them. Okay, I tried. So send you. Okay, yeah. Can you please? I I really want to just. <laughs> there were, uh, also, some of them are just politically like we we deleted them, <laughs> they canceled. Like you know, it's not good. They're Aaron's associated doing with blackface and one. <laughs> no, 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 no. You we are just you... used songs by people who, who are canceled at this point. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, uh, what well, blurred lines is going on or something like that? <laughs> worse than that. <laughs> Artist. Confession. Fucking R. Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> it was R. Kelly. I do it. <laughs> bounce, bounce, bounce. Yeah. But, um, uh, shit, where were we at? These parties that were just themed and whatnot. Yeah, Steven's they idea. Were themed, they were fun. Um, 
I mean, we should probably get into the, the musical yeah. circle thing. So do you think that's because, like, those things, these, like, themes, I guess like, even, like, when I think about, like, the your your partner in Holofons, was he, is he from Victorville? He's from Hesperia, yeah. That's the thing. It's like it just there's this vibe that like there's this a deeper friendship thing that comes with it, where it's like I do care about you. Why? Because we've done nothing together for the last five years, and we're like I don't know. We're like we can like I've talked to you about things, and we just shot the shit and just kind of hung out and did all the fun things too that you know this town has to offer. And it's just like it, these these bonds that you make with these people in the high desert for some reason they just they just stick and. Even through the most mundane life, it's it's something you don't want to give up, you know, or you do think about because it's just in Victorville. That's all you have is just you know the drugs that you smoke, the job that you work, and the friends that you have, yeah. you know, and that's that's what it seems like, you know. It's just like that that lingering like vibe from the high desert just went into that house, and somehow you guys captured that with those parties, you know. And this and even with like holophones too, it just feels like yeah, we're here. I remember, like, reading at one point on your, I think your post on about when you posted Holophones was like, we did this in our twenties or something like that, mm-hmm. in our mid twenties or so, and I was like, wow, that's really sweet. That's that's something because like when you think of like your youth, you're like, oh wow, it was blurs quick, but like it just it seems like you guys took that time in DRS and even when you were doing this musical project, and it was just like, it, take a moment and remember this, you know, because this is what you're gonna be, this is what you're gonna think back on. Oh, yeah, man. I mean. It's a combination of, of, yeah, that, like, Venn diagram of friends. Um, I don't know why. Like, I I know a lot of people that I've made friends in my 20s, which is, you know, not Victorville people. The people I've met, like, at work who are friends with their work friends. Like, that's their friends. Like, their work friends. No longer their high school friends are their mm-hmm. friends, mostly. Their work friends are, like, the main people. Uh, and for some reason, like, I'm still, like, closest with the people I met when I was 15. Like, and those people are, like, they're mm. there. And I've moved from city to city to, like, you know, far away, you know, uh, an hour away drive. And, like, we drive an hour every weekend to go see each other post or pre-COVID. Um, and I, I really don't know what it has to do with. Like, it seems unique to the Victorville Hesperia experience. Um, and to me, it's like when I look at the those Venn diagrams, it, it feels like like you take ten points and you make a circle, and it's like two of those points are going to be also part of a different circle, and two of those points from that circle are going to be part of a different circle, and and there's something that that's like threading all these like different Venn diagram circles together, because it could be me, you know, and I'm and I'm like talking to someone who's my close friend. And then he's also talking to someone who's his close friend, but I don't really know. And we're both like vibing about fucking Radiohead or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. like something. And then and then that guy's friend like doesn't give a fuck about Radiohead, but that guy's friend does give a fuck <laughs> about Radiohead. And like you know, I'm like five degrees from my own friendship at this point, and like talking to someone who is going to spend forty five minutes with me at DRS talking about Radiohead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know why fucking Hesperia has a, a fucking obsession with Radiohead. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a weird take, phenomenon a takeaway. In, in this analogy, but <laughs> but uh, that's that's what it felt like, and it just it felt like I could do that with anything. Yeah, you could totally be that. Because again, like, what else are you gonna do but shoot the shit to the fullest extent? 
you're going to shoot the shit and then like eventually the shit's going to turn into like some whatever the fuck conversation that goes into like these rabbit holes of things and things that you just get with these people in, in this town in Victorville, Hesperia, Atlanta, I guess even. Whereas it seems like in Moreno Valley, the friendships I've made, like you said, were coworkers or so or just friends of friends, friends of coworkers even. They're so touch and go. It's just. Because people got lives to do. I think I, I said this one time where it's like, I just feel like it's down here. You have so many things to do. You have so many places to go to. Whereas in Victorville, even if you wanted to leave the town for a day to get anywhere good, you got to get past Riverside. You're, you're driving an hour. Over an hour, if anything. You know what? I will say this. I thought, okay, hearing about the high desert always like was wild to me because I was like, I thought Moreno Valley was wild. But that is true. <laughs> no, there, no shade. But there's like, there's no, nothing out there. I've been, to, I've been nothing to the high desert like a couple of times. It's yeah, like, it's so desolate. Yeah, it's there's, so desolate. There's not, but that's what I'm kind of going for. It's just like there's so nothing. So you only have each other's company. But you know what I was gonna say? I think Moreno Valley, like, and Riverside are kind of unique in the way, like, that friends are touch and go, because. From my experience, when I was living in Long Beach, those are people that I don't see, but I'm still, like, super tight with. Mm. I think Moreno Valley is the right amount of small city and big city that, like, friendships don't matter, if that makes sense. Because, I mean, I'm still super tight with everybody from Long Beach. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, there's way more to do in Long Beach than in Moreno Valley. Yeah. That's for sure. Like, you you can, but but friendships there aren't touch and go. Mm. They're they're deeper. They're, they mm. are like unique. Like well, I can, I don't oh, live there anymore, and I yeah. still tight. You know, with all of them. I think Moreno Valley is just. Like, I feel like friendships go to die. I feel yeah. <laughs> no, I just in feel like if show. anything in Mobile, it's like oh, it's a small town, but I'm close enough to go anywhere else. So why the fuck would I stay in town? Yeah, Victorville is exactly. like I'm a small town, and I'm also and not down to spend away. that gas and go up yeah. the Cajon. Dude, it was yeah. You have to save up. Mm hmm. You gotta save up. Yeah, no, if I want... You got five bucks, you got five bucks, you got five bucks? Yep, we can do this, we can do this. No, that's just, even, like, if I wanted to go visit, like, family in Victorville, it's, if I wanted to go twice in one week, it would, that's a guaranteed tank right there. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's just, just from mobile alone, um, and that's the thing, it's like, you, you face those kind of, uh, those, those obstacles when you're in that town, or when you have friends in that town, but when you're there... All you can do is shoot the shit. All you can do is talk. All you can do is go to the mall and be mall rats and w or watch a movie. So you, some way or another, some at one point in the t in the day, you're gonna talk to each other about, hey, how are you actually doing, or whatever, because that's just what people do. If you're to hang out with your friend, you know, I imagine, like just like anyone else who hangs out with their friends for long periods of time in any given day, you probably do that in Victorville. And at one point, I just feel like in Victorville because you have the lack of options to do anything you get more real with each other and just feels like you capture that. You guys capture that in the house for sure. Like it just felt like it, it could have been like a, or like not could have been but like at any given time. It could have been like a, like, oh, I need to talk to someone kind of moment and you could find anyone to talk to. And I felt like, um, just watching it, even just the way you guys like talk about it. What's that word? What's that word when you take, an entire society, and you put it in a small group. There's a word for it. Starts with a D. Mm. Demographic. Nope. Ah, oh, fuck. Dem gonna... Demo. Nope. Not dichotomy. That's something else. 
Uh, oh man, that's gonna bug me. I'm sorry. Someone's someone's gonna know and they're gonna call me an idiot, but it's a word for when there's a small group of people, like twenty people, or whatever, and they represent the larger scale. But uh, <laughs> um, anyway, that's what it was. DRS was literally all of the high desert in one house at one time, just like fucking. That literally nowhere else on this planet did that happen. It didn't happen in yeah. Hysteria or in Victorville. Because mm -hmm. like, no one, it no couldn't one have, had a house like that. No it couldn't have happened there. No one, I mean, an apartment, you can have like 20 people. Mm -hmm. Literally, we had like 60 to 150 people <laughs> at any point. Like, yeah. Almost exclusively from the high desert. And it was like, holy shit. Like, you would always see someone you haven't seen for like fucking five years. Like, dude, I haven't seen you since... Since sophomore year, oh my god, you're mm -hmm. here. What the fuck? Like, let's take a shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like reminisce about whatever it is you have in common with that fucking person. Mm -hmm. That that was cool about it, man. Yeah, no, it was cool to watch. It was cool to just be slightly a part of. You know, it's still cool to see you guys like kind of reminisce about it too. You know, or anytime it comes up on Twitter, because I feel like on the lurking thing, like when I lurk and I see that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh, like that's. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember there was like a, uh, a revisiting party or like some kind of like different DRS house party after like DRS died. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's cool that you guys kept on to it. Like even just one, even if it was like one party or however many parties afterwards, it's, the house stopped. I don't know. Just... You guys should throw a post-COVID comeback. Holy. Do you hear that D <laughs> other DRS you members? Hear that? Do you hear that, guys? Everyone no else in DRS? I think they would be so not down. <laughs> I think they would be not down. But um, uh, what's cool about that group of, of friends is like, I, I still talk to those guys all the time. We're all in a group chat and we literally like speak in that group chat. Like, you know, I get maybe like anywhere from eight to 30 messages in that group chat every day. That's awesome. Like for the last six years or whatever, it's always always in constant communication hell yeah dude and and then there's just the one-on-one -on -one communication happens sometimes like i don't know there's some people who i don't necessarily talk to one-on-one -on, -one on a thread uh, daily but but we always come back to it and then when we meet up we're always fucking hanging out in the in the kitchen and having these little these little sidebars like fucking me and dom who don't necessarily talk every single day or, or sitting in the kitchen talking about whatever shooting the shit mm. taking shots and there's fucking Hansel and Eddie and Steven in another little corner. Like to this day, anytime we meet up, you know? Yeah. Their own little thing. And it's just like literally these posses. And then we swap groups. It's like fucking speed dating, you know? Like, <laughs> right, next group. And then we all switch. <laughs> and then we all get into a, the next conversation. Yeah, yeah. And it goes on like that till fucking four in the morning or whatever. Whenever it resets. Yeah. This, um, With that, like um, with that being said, with all that sweet stuff about friendship, do you ever worry about growing old and distant from each other uh, or at this point uh, is it like do you think it's one of those things where like i mean everyone has it can say this whatever they feel about like their group of friends but like um do you feel like it's just like a locked of like you guys are like non-negotiable staying in contact with each other um i'm pretty sure these are the guys i'm going to talk to for the rest of my life like these same dudes but uh who knows you know i mean the only thing the the last hurdle most of us haven't uh, accomplished is like a kid. Yeah, um, yeah. We have one homie who had a kid. 
Shouts out Bradley. Bradley. Shout out Bradley. Damn, congratulations, Bradley. Shout out to the baby Bradley. Baby Bradley, baby Bradley. <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> baby Bradley. He wasn't part of the RS, but but uh Honorary Bradley, member? Honorary <laughs> A baby. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, he has a child now, but I mean, he still keeps in contact with us in that same group chat, you know, yeah. talking to us. And it feels like it's going to be like that, to me at least. Yeah. Like, it, like everyone's going to keep in touch no matter what. Well, yeah, because then he becomes like your dad. Like you dad, mm-hmm. like you guys become dads together or something, you know, or like, you know. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't be Not sick. Me, yeah. <laughs> oh, you got this little guy, this little, this little, little doggy as a, da- as a little kid. I feel like even that could be its own thing, but. um. Aaron, I don't know if this is a personal question, but do you, do you want to be a dad at any point in your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I think I want to be a dad at some point. I just don't think it's going to be in the next <laughs> three years. I'll, I'll say that. Mm. I don't think it's going to be years. Three years? That's pretty. That's around the corner, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say five years, but that you know, gonna, years, five years, gonna, years, gonna, that seems like... Three years? You're going to close out your <laughs> 20s with a kid? <laughs> this is crazy, dude. This is like insane and I, I don't think i'm taking it seriously enough <laughs> and i'm honestly opening up my message thread for the first time since we started this podcast but when we started this podcast i don't think i was an uncle and i think i might be right now oh, oh shit oh congrats what? yeah what about the pod? Oh, you guys hear that oh aaron's an uncle aaron all right all right uncle. Hold, up, hold up on the pod right now dude i'm looking at my 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 uh, niece for the first time ever right now. Oh, oh, oh my God. Um, I just got pictures. I haven't been looking, but oh. dude, there's literally my niece right there. Oh man, dude, congrats, man. Oh. Hell yeah. Dude, what the hell? New life. New member of the family. New hell life, yeah. new member. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm Congratulations are yes. in order for Aaron. Yeah. Aaron's out. Shouts. Uncle Aaron. Shouts. More shouts. shouts. The fuck out, dude. Shouts to that. To baby Mila. Baby Mila. Mila. Baby Mila, shout to you from the Baby Mila. Woo. Oh my God. Shouts out to his brother, Pablo Eriberto, and his beautiful wife, Rina Dave. Aww. Shouts to you guys. Baby Mila. Shout out. Shout out. happening as we speak. Wow. I'll love, I'll love going out to you guys. Hey. Oh, man. Hey, baby. Oh, you're such a Boy, yes. you're such a cute boy. <laughs> oh. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back, and we're better is, than ever. This is the We're Back podcast. Hey, guys. Hey. 50% more effective. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Are we, did you, did you join us? I, I poured. You so, poured. Aaron, I didn't know you were a whiskey man, like we oh, were yeah. just saying. I, I enjoy whiskey. Yeah, no. My, the preferred liquor. You just, really? Yeah. My guy. Wow. I didn't know that. Salute. I'm not going to drink the whole thing. I'm going to sip on it. Same. We're all sipping on it. Sipping this is also like cold brew Jameson whiskey, which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it has a sweet... Like, it's, I it, like it. It tastes like chocolate. Mm. I dig it. Yeah. It tastes like coffee. it's going to like give me the runs. Oh. <laughs> it it kind of oh. does like, taste like that. So, wait. What are we talking about? We were talking about... I don't even remember. Baby Mila is what Oh, oh congrats again. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Congrats, my brother. Congrats. A toast to Baby Mila. Yeah, toast to Baby Mila. Today on the 20... The summer solstice. Summer solstice. She's a Capricorn just like me. Toast to Baby Mila. Another Capricorn in the family. Duh. Congratulations, Caps. You Caps. Caps. My mom's a Capricorn and my dad's a Capricorn, actually. 
Damn, I wonder if my mom and my dad woke up with more power today. <laughs> what are what are Capricorns known for? What are, what's their thing? Yeah, what are, what are you guys all about? I was capping all day. <laughs> I was it. No, me too. I don't know what any of the signs. I'm, I'm yeah, just I'm like, not... you know more about astrology than I do. I don't know shit about Capricorns. I, what I know they get sh- they get shit. Like, yeah, we're like cold or something. Yeah, you guys like, get I some always, shit for some reason. Like I always see like that. Like like today, I saw a meme of like. Capricorns are coming out or whatever, and it was like like these four dark hooded figures with horses. Like, <laughs> well, the four like, horsemen. Like, I don't know. Like, four horsemen of dark souls. Yeah, that's why I keep getting it from like that. And but I know, you, I, like, okay, like I said, like my parents are Capricorns. You and Nick are Capricorns. I'm like, I know Capricorns pretty well. I think, and Edith, right? And no, Edith is a Pisces. Uh, but um, I thought they. Were, I thought they were, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I knew it. Wait, hold on. What is Lena? Uh, Leo? Lena, Lena. Leo. Oh, oh, Leo? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Leo? I thought you were saying Leo? Leo. <laughs> okay. Leo, she's a Lena. Leo, she's a Lena. Leo, when, she's a Leo. When's her birthday? Um, August 14th. Oh, yeah, she's a Leo. That, August 14th? Mm-hmm. That's my, um, my stepdad's and my aunt's birthday. What? That's weird. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's oh, that very same day. All one. That's also that's, three and one. that's also the day that's I joined uh, your Westie too back in like 2013. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aww. What now? It's the day I joined your Westies. Oh shit. Yeah. I don't know when I joined. <laughs> oh. I was... The day I joined. I just joined. It was when we did the the Roxy. Was it called? the whiskey, right? The whiskey, yeah. Why say the Roxy? That was like, bro, like, I mean, I think, yeah, that. Yeah, we we played the whiskey and we walked out and Louie had a ticket on I... his window. And oh, yeah, we paid for that with the gig money. Yeah, we paid for it with the gig money. And then I think Nick was like, hey, dude, because I was just subbing for you guys that, that, that gig because you guys were missing your drummer. He was like, hey, dude, you want to, like, just play with us, like, regularly? And I was like. He's like, hey, so what if we just, can we see each other again? <laughs> can we see each other? Yeah, I mean, like, at that time, like, you recorded, I think, three songs with us by that time, right? Uh, I think by that by the whiskey, I had only played one song with you on studio. Okay, no, we were about to do, uh, what was it, Up on a Shelf. Up on a Shelf. And uh, I think, No, No Better, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But we only did one that day. Yeah. Um, I'm, we did play Up on a Shelf that day. That was a fun show. That was... It was fun. Man, what do you feel, how do you feel about, like, since... I mean, never mind the fact that your Westies have been, like, mega hiatus. <laughs> but, like, overall, shows not being a thing, you know. Like, like the music scene, you know, like for everyone, every local band and every big band too, you know, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm bummed as hell, dude. Like, I wish I could, I wish I could play a show. Just embarrass myself. I yeah, <laughs> I get that. It's like almost every time I, I get off stage, I'm, I always feel embarrassed. And, um, really? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had a show where you're like, that wasn't you bad? You look so confident though when you play. Oh. From the one time that I've seen you play, you look. Yeah, I mean, you look like you got it together. Uh, <laughs> at the risk of sounding, uh, hey, 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 come over here, buddy. We have this uh-huh. is the this is the friendly puppy podcast now. Friendly, yeah, the puppy podcast. Yeah, we got dogs out. Yeah, these dogs have been wilding. At the uh, risk wild. of sounding like I don't know. Again, going back to math. <laughs> <laughs> and like I know, I could I know for a fact when I when I got a hundred percent on a math test because I could check the answers. It feels like that kind of with music. Oh, I get not, that. Not to say I have mm. ever hit a hundred percent on a on a gig. That's impossible in my opinion. But um, 
I do know when I walk off a good a good set, I'm like. <laughs> you <laughs> as, have a good feeling. As, as lame it. as it is, I'm like, all my eighth notes were literally subdivided with mm. the rest of the group. <laughs> all of my backbeat, like snares two and four, were literally in the <laughs> pocket. <laughs> and the uh, bass, the kick was lined up with Victor. Then like, I have nothing yeah. to worry about. <laughs> like, no, yeah, nice. that's so, that's. Like, it. My instrument's not out of tune. Like, I, I don't have to worry about that, but, like, if, if everything was in the pocket with the rest of the group, like, it's not an English paper where I'm, like, trying to deduce the meaning. I'm like, this is a straight answer. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, I know for a fact if I was in time or early or, mm -hmm. or rushing or dragging on any of these parts. Mm -hmm. How do you... For the most part, I feel like I do good. Like, I'm, like, 95% good. When you when it comes to the rhythm section, um, do you feel like it's, like, an inner squad within the squad of, like, the band? Like, oh, I guess, because yeah. I feel like, I feel like whenever, like, you and I are specifically in lock, there's... The, you're, like, so you're, you're, you're struggling. Like, like, it's done a whole guy back. This How guy. You, but me, me and Victor, or me and any bassist, whoever plays, is, like, 100%, that's the match I'm, like, trying to get. I'm, like, yeah. me and you are hitting it, like, everyone else is longing for the ride. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's what, that's exactly what it feels like, like yeah. If me and you rush, they're rushing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I what, really don't care whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there is. Whatever they're doing. Like, they can do some, like, what it, essentially what it feels like is as long as you and I are good, you know, I remember there's this one show we played at Back to the Grind where you and I were, like, really in it. Mm -hmm. And we were just making that, like, that, like, just kind of like, I like to call it flirting with each other when you're on stage and, like, you make eye contact with one another and kind of smirk, you know, and whatnot. But, like, there's. Cheer sex. Yeah, like, <laughs> just having this, like, eye sex with Aaron. Well, I. I yeah, I, but I feel like if we're doing that, then everything else is just secondary. You know, the guys are just playing like, like a lot, like over us. You know, yeah, and we're they're playing karaoke with the back. Yeah, band. you know, it's no, a, yeah. that's what it feels that's like. That's a good way of describing it, though. Like, like yeah, <laughs> like we're we're providing the naked tracks, and they're they're giving the actual like actual yeah, like yeah they're, yeah they're flourishing over the us. substance. You know, the stuff that like this gonna be remembered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that, dude. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's I'm, it's I'm cool. With that. Yeah, because it's it's humbling to know that like you're never gonna be like, oh yeah, like I love that. No one ever says I love that that bass line or I love that drum solo or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, they yeah. do. And no, people yeah, who know do. what the fuck like who who like specifically listen to that. that kind of stuff, you know. But I think for I'm a general music wonk, and I, and I say that. <laughs> what is a wonk? A wonk is like a person who gets into the weeds with anything. Really? Mm -hmm. You That's never heard true. of that? No. Uh. Uh. It's like an urban dictionary. I can look it up. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard it a lot in like, uh, like policy wonk. Like a policy wonk is someone who reads like the bill and like knows mm. like which clause has. Mm. So a wonk is like a, a person who gets into the weeds with like. I'm not. A, I'm not a music wonk. I don't know theory. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll hear a baseline and I'll be like that. Sick baseline, but the drums, well, I don't know. I feel like with bass specifically, you have to almost train your ear in in order to hear it at times. Because some people are, like, I don't, I don't really hear the bass. You know, I love powerful bass. I just realized actually, I love. Dude, I, I, I think I want to get a bass. It's fun. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's pretty fun. Dude, I've been eyeballing getting basses in, in for a while. Nice, nice. Like I want a bass. Yeah, there's something about it that is is it's like a guitar. Like guitar is my first instrument. But as soon as I went to a bass, I realized, oh, whoa, okay. People do get downgraded from guitar to bass or something like that. But the people who stay on it and just keep making bass lines and start playing with their fingers and everything like that, oh, it's it it's, it starts becoming a different instrument for sure. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, 
It's unexplicable. Yeah, it's such a vibe. It's it's the most vibiest instrument, I think. I just, just want to give up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to give up trying to talk to someone who doesn't know. Like, like, yeah, it, it, literally, if you don't know anything, sure. Guitar's cool. <laughs> guitar's better. Yeah. That's if, you the, if you don't know, guitar's better. Like, literally, and I, and I can never, there's nothing I can say to convince you. I don't know. I, I think will, it's just due to the it's fact literally, that. It's like, unless you have played gigs after gigs and, like, have been behind the bass, you will, you won't understand like exactly. how fucking special it is. Special it is yeah. yeah, no, I no, I completely get you. Like there are certain bass lines where I'll play, even in like your Westies category of music that I'm like, oh yeah, like this is such a good feeling. Like, because yeah. guitar is like guitar is cool. Like you can solo and whatnot, and you can have the spotlight, but it's almost expected of you to get that spotlight. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a birthright when you become a guitar player to, yeah. to get that spotlight. With bass, it's like. When you, you shine, you earn. When you shine, you're like, uh, like imagine how Flea feels. Like he's just this guy who's mm-hmm. just a, a complimentary, yeah. complimentary piece. But at the same time, he's soloing as fuck. Yeah. Like this guy is shredding. This yeah. guy kills. Like in the end, it's just like bass playing is just another way to be a lead guitar player. If you're just if you weren't a guitar player, if you ever wanted to be one, or if you just picked up the bass first or whatever. I don't, I even feel the same way about synthesizers. Synthesizers are something that I feel like can replace guitars. Like any guitar freak is it's can, a lead instrument. It's a lead instrument too, and even a you know backing what? instrument. Okay, wait, going back before I forget. I think it's just due to the fact that like a bass is like a low frequency that like not every everyone's gonna hear the high the high notes. Everyone's gonna hear the high frequencies. No one's gonna hear like the bass. That's why you have to like really listen to the bass. Whether you want to or not, you're gonna hear the guitar. You're gonna hear the singing. You know what I mean? You're gonna hear like the higher pitches. The shit that matters. The shit that, that ma- quote unquote matters. Yeah. Nobody in the history of ever has ever danced to a fucking voice or to a guitar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great you point. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, no one knows it, but they're literally dancing to bass always, always. Yeah. Well, there's probably some the drums, dude. It's like literally, you're always dancing to bass. Oh so, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're listening to, dude. Yeah, no. Some of the craziest bass I've heard is from the 70s. I've been like, kind of like going back in time. And listen- Wait, okay, finish, finish. Oh, it's just um, like just R and B bass overall, or just any funk bass or anything like disco shit. Like that was the stuff that really kicked it off for me. Like as far as like really thinking, like, oh wow, this instrument brings that backing beat, and it will always bring this backing beat in modern yeah. day pop. In those in those uh, previous like those genres I just brought up right now, like uh, bass and I think drums, yeah, those two things you can't. The rhythm section makes it fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Why is rhythm guitar a thing? You need rhythm. You need some some rhythm in like the the, the instruments of rhythm. Yeah, dude. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> like, uh, well, how do you feel about synthesizers? Because I feel like that's such a polarizing instrument for a lot of people. Do you think it belongs in like? Do you follow Cam? Cam? Cameron? Cameron, dude, I grew up with Cameron. Another his like. Uh, I mean, you, you follow his like shit on Twitter and like. Oh yeah, he's fucking killing it. I love it. I want to jam with him so bad. I don't know. Uh, I follow like all these awesome musicians and like I follow a lot of people who are. Uh, Literally, like, amazing, like, fucking French horn people. Mm. Like, these fucking amazing saxophone players. Yeah. Jazz guitarists and all that stuff. Like, who are, like, people I just uh, went to school with. And, I don't know, I, like, see their stuff and I'm like, okay, cool. But, like, when I see Cameron, who has no uh, academic 
like no yeah. music like but I see his shit I'm like this guy is fucking killing it dude. He's, he's he's doing it. yeah and literally like just ex- he's literally just exploring he's like a child in just exploring this fucking amazing world of synthesizers and I look and I'm like I don't know what this fucker is doing, dude. He's plugging all these different <laughs> cables and yeah. shit. And you're like, I'm going to change the, the waveform of this fucking signal. And I'm like, I don't know what that means at all, dude. But he'll literally play the like keys. And I'm like, it sounds dope, dude. And mm-hmm. like, he has such a deep understanding of what he's doing. I have Shout out to Cam. Yeah, Shout Cameron, you're great. I don't know him. I've seen him like on Cameron Roscotton. I think I said his last name right. Roscotton, my guy, <laughs> you the shit. I miss you so much. Um, but um, no, yeah, he has been collecting synthesizers like crazy and playing them like nuts, and it's been cool because I like uh, along the same time like he was doing it, I was getting into like my synthesizer, and they're just so fun. Mm-hmm. They really changed the game. Like you, it's almost, it's a guaranteed, you're going to come up with something no matter what with that thing. You know, it's just, you have so many possibilities and it just opens up the world for you. It's a synthesizer is, is a piano, which is like a song creating a song writing device that has a bass and that has, that gives you, that gives you the option to write melody for it as well. All at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's like But it basically it lets you make any any sound imaginable. Like you can make it if you know how to like tweak it. You know how to control sign the raw so power. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's how you, I don't know. On my on mine is pretty. On mine there's like a couple of like knobs that you just twist and all that. But some of them like Cameron's like there's cables and shit that you connect and everything like that. That's how it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Plantasia. By, Have you, by Mark Garza. Is that that, that, what was that? That is a... It's an album, a synth album, plants? music for plants, oh, and people who love them. You guys talked about it in a different podcast? Thanks for listening, by the way. You guys talked about it in a different podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Did we? Mm-hmm. We did. Probably, yeah. We did, I was, yeah. I was yeah. into the plantation over the summer. I listened to it. I listened yeah. to it. Great right album. After I finished that episode. Oh. And I've been growing, like, cilantro in my, in my house. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, watering my plants, and, uh... Have you been playing it? While, while I was doing that. I mean, I was listening in headphones. So listening to oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we're back to our <laughs> uh, sub podcast here. This is uh, Psychosis with the Psychedelic Psychics Talking About Psychology podcast. Yes. Uh, have you guys done any psychedelics? I've done shrooms one time. <laughs> I've done shrooms one time. It was at my homegirl's um, birthday camping trip. Shout out, um, shout out, Liz. Going back to the the Long Beach friends thing. These are okay. Wait, no, because these are like at at this time. I didn't live in Long Beach. We didn't like have regular contact. I hadn't spoken um, to this person for a long time, and the one time we were reunited again. We did shrooms together, and it was beautiful. And those were the kind of like relationships that I love. You know, mm-hmm. where no, you where can, like you just can come back like it's nothing. You can carry on like you nothing happened. Carry happened. on like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. That's what I dig. Anyways, it was cool. The <laughs> mushrooms were cool. Um, cool like visuals, cool like auditory things. Everything felt like it was echoing. Like everything had an echo to it. Um, my favorite story to tell is that it, so we were in the camping in the middle of the desert. We took mushrooms. We were hiking. 
And I was like really frolicking and I was like swinging my arms around and I whacked the cactus. Literally? No, yeah, literally. Like I whacked the cactus with my hand and I pulled it back and it was like thorns and shit. Like it was like bleeding, but it didn't hurt. And it was like really fun, like pulling out the thorns because it was like a game. Like your mind, you're like just like on another like level. Mm -hmm. You're like on another plane. And it just like, I don't know. It was like just really fun. It was like, it's so hard to have a bad time. Although I think it does depend on whatever strain you're taking. I don't know what I took, but it was all good times. It was all like really cool vibes. Hmm. Everything was squiggly. Have you seen Midsummer? You know how like everything squiggles in the background? Yeah. Kind of how it was. Yeah. Like the colors were just really vibrant. Everything's moving. The sounds are awesome. I listened to the Pixies. It was nice. the best. It was the it was a really cool No yeah, um I have not. I've not taken any. Um I would. I would love to go on like a hero's journey of some sort, and you know, just because uh, I know you just hear like just what it can do for you, like like you can come out of it like learning about yourself. I feel like that's just that alone is worth it, you know. But I haven't done it. You know, I think I would rather just like kind of like slowly like have like a nice crawl into it, mm-hmm. and, like a microdose at first, and then and then jump into it. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, but. But yeah, yeah. How about you, Aaron? Yeah, would you ever dabble? Uh, oh yeah, I think I, I think I would dabble. Um, so it's a little bit of a sensitive subject because um, I have a friend who uh, would grow like a lot, a lot, a lot, and um, uh, he he passed away during um, COVID times. Not because of COVID though, but he passed away and. Uh, you know, it was like probably the closest death I've ever experienced in my life. He was like a close person. I wouldn't talk to him legally, but definitely, you know, talk to him. Maybe even on a monthly basis, would interact with him in some way. And uh, I was lucky enough to to have some of his stuff uh, still. I mean, I have it right now at home, and um, I'm just literally waiting for a day. And I don't know, I don't know when. It's like it's stuff he grew. Mm-hmm. It's literally like it was at his home, his sweat and you know, blood went into it and I fucking have it. And I, I don't know. Would you do it like, by yourself? When or? I do it, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do it by myself. If I do do it, it's going to be with someone who had that same relationship with that guy. Ah, uh, I see. Like, That's you know, touching. Or, like literally no matter where I do it or who I do it with, it's going to be about him. Hmm. It's going to be about him. And thinking about him I think uh, so that's why I'm like tentative to do it I've had it for a few months now um, but and I have a few of it I mean I'm sure I could do maybe like you know two or three uh, like trips and all that trips of it. or one really big wild one yeah I mean like uh, what do you think about like that kind of like possibility that, that they call it a hero's journey when you go Full on, like you take that dosage where you start, like you're not going back. Mm. Uh, it's frightening to me, man. This like, does it scare you? Like in the sense of like, you think you're not going to come out the same, Aaron? Yeah, it, that's what I think. I think mm. we're not going to come out the same me. Mm. Um, I mean, like, I, I mean, anyone who, who I relate to that. Anyone who knows me probably knows a few things about me. They probably know that I fucking love drinking. Like, I'm a fiend for drinking, man. 
Um, and they probably also know that I'm like a fucking scared little sheep when it comes to weed. Mm. I've had half a dozen experiences with weed and each and every one of them have been god awful. Do you think that's like, um, cause I've, I've talked to a lot of people about, like, like about that. And do you think it's one of those things where it's like the dosage was not right or, uh, no, I don't know. Mm. I've had a lot of different variations of dosage. The first time I think I probably overdid it. Uh, you know, I don't know. The second, third time probably was normal. And then every time after that has probably been very minute. Like I'll take like one or a two hit. hits or I'll take like a Jolly Rancher, mm. like, like a low dosage. And no matter what it is, it always like, if I take a lot, it's a horrible. Are you always? And if I take a little bit, it's a Are you paranoid? Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Super paranoid. Where, yeah. where are you at when you take these, when you ingest uh, this? The first time I did it was at a house party. Is it every like your own comfort of uh, comfort zone? Uh, like I would say half the time I've done it, it's been like with me and like three of my roommates, so people that I live with, and like, really, was it legal back then when you tried it? Uh, I would say the last time I tried it was like maybe. I don't think it was back then. I think if it was, it probably I think it was. maybe it, it was. maybe it barely just got in. Maybe it, it got legal. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I don't know about that out there. In the high desert, <laughs> same, same state. Oh, it's been all over the place. But it depends on the on the county too. Anaheim. True. Mm. It's been mostly like in the OC area when I've done it. Yeah. No. I mean, like it. I mean, hey, man. Like, I get that. No, I really. I mean. I I like weed, but too much does make me paranoid. Or just being in the wrong mindset. Mm. I like it. Just, I love it. <laughs> no, talk about that. That's interesting. I love you it. have like an interesting take on like why he does. He does. I think you think about you. how like it, it makes you like uh, take action. And, like, yeah, well, because like shit, here's the know? thing about me. Like, yes, it does bring those those paranoid paranoid thoughts and all that, all those negative emotions and everything that comes with. That everything that people don't like about weed, yes, of course, it's true. And it may make you go into this quiet place. And you may smoke too much and, and this probably just puts you to sleep. And you're going to wake up, you're still high and still thinking about these thoughts or whatever. It's just like, I don't know, it just feels like for me, it's always like the anything that I try to repress to the back of my mind, it comes forward. And it just makes me think about it, like whether it's like I need a new job or I need like uh, to take action in my life a certain way. I need to work out. I need to get out of bed. I need to just do something. Every time I smoke, and if I smoke too much, it just takes me into this method, to, to this uh, mindset of like shit talking myself and like really being paranoid about something that I'm like behind on. And rather than just like wallowing in it, I just feel like it's instead of like giving that drug the power of being like, of like, of, of making me say I'm too high to do anything, I just do it. Cause weed is not like, it's not that serious to weed, I feel. Like we're like I've uh, at least I've smoked it enough and long enough like on an everyday like case where it's like at one point you can turn it around and doing stuff while high is like I don't know it make bless you um uh, it makes you want to I don't know just take on the world and if you can do it while you're faded like and somehow get past those paranoias and those like those negative thoughts and if you start taking action because like because of it, it it's almost empowering in a way. 
productive way to look at it, I think. Mm, I mean, at the same time, though, I do admit smoking every day is not cool. You shouldn't give yourself to, you shouldn't have to give yourself to a certain vice every day. And like, oh my God. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough. Like, whether it's like smoking cigarettes or smoking pot or if it's drinking, you know, or even working out, you know, even the positive ones can be crippling at times. There's a time and place for everything. If you give your, like, again, if you have to give yourself to something every day in order for your day to be complete, I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. Doing anything like compulsively, I think, is probably not healthy. Things you wouldn't even. That being said, I understand how hard it is to stop. You know, it's like I still smoke every day. I used to, I used to smoke cigarettes, but eventually, if you think about it and you have the will to stop, you can't stop. But it's just you have to look at yourself in the mirror and, and think: Can I do it, or do I want to do it? And I, yeah, that's the question. I feel like everyone should start asking themselves with whatever habit they have or whatever. Do you want to do it? That's like the. the starting question mm-hmm. yeah well kind of like like i don't know like when you think of like elderly people like and they're like um uh and like with their health it's like do they want to take care of themselves like people who are just like in their 50s and they're obese and whatever they haven't worked out in years like do they want to take care of themselves or is that too much of a, a an, an issue a challenge for them to mm-hmm. to like a, a castle. yeah but yeah yeah, that's where I'm kind of coming from, with the with the pot. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What's on his back? What's on his? Oh, what what is on his back? Hmm. Oh, it's like little claws. Oh. Stop tripping out. But yeah. Do you ever like hear about those people who um, take too much psychedelics and they just go into a, like a state of shock or something like that? Oh yeah. Did that play a part into like? I mean, no, no. I, in I, any, I've known, I've known people that have gone into crazy trips. There's, there's never, there's never. Um, we can always hit more. <laughs> we, we, can we can hit more. Always hit more. We can always hit more. Um, <laughs> What are, you guys spending that stim- what are you guys spending that six hundred dollars? What are you guys spending that six hundred dollars stimulus on? Shut up! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Shut up!" <laughs> we said the bottle. Said, "Shut up!" Shut up! <laughs> oh my god! I feel like an alcoholic. <laughs> a fucking six hundred dollars. Do you want more, Aaron? Huh? I'll take a little, a little sippy dip. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw a tweet that was um that recently is like the next stimulus uh um package is gonna be the friendships we made along the way. Just the friendships we made the along the way. The friendships we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that's good enough for me. It's gonna be a little recognition card, we're all gonna get like a little, like a paper printed with a border. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. We're gonna get one of those like theme park shirts that's like I survived COVID twenty nineteen. Yeah, I I survived. Get the COVID t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about this fucking military hummers with like t shirt cannons? <laughs> <laughs> Team. No, I love those. Po- you guys ever see the, those like potato guns that, or like those t-shirt guns that yeah. people throw, like have like in like stadiums or whatever, and they yeah. just like shoot them at people, like point on. Um, 
Yeah, we're gonna get that, but with stimulus checks. I yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like one. Do you remember when Trump was went to like Puerto Rico and he like threw like paper towels? Paper towels. Yeah. yeah, he was like, it's like, like swish, Kobe, Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, the wrist, dude. <laughs> that's gonna be um, that's, Biden, that, that's gonna be Biden with the stimulus check. Six hundred dollars Yeah, but um. Out of curiosity, like sticking on COVID, but in a different way. How do you feel about COVID in like a? Because I know you live with like your significant other, but like, how do you feel about it in a partner standpoint? Like, uh, like having like a like does this bring like you two closer? Oh, do yeah. you feel like it brings couple like can you see how it can bring couples apart? Or did COVID ruin your relationship, or did it make it stronger? Oh, uh, I mean, undoubtedly, it made it stronger for my situation. We were living apart, you know, first two years of our relationship, and then it kind of was just like I couldn't see her for weeks at a time when it started. So then, it, me, I was just like, let's just move together, and then she was just like, all right, yeah, I'm down, and then we did. And I mean, it's been literally nothing but good mm. since. So it was great for us. I'm sure for a lot of people, it sucked. There's a lot of relationships that maybe weren't ready for it or yeah, and I can see meant for it. Totally. I can see how like people who in that same situation right there where it's like your long distance, you know, and like it's either it's like yours where it's like, well, why don't we shorten the distance? Or it's like or maybe it's like uh maybe we should stop seeing each other because it's not worth it. You know, I don't want to quarantine myself for a week or so. You know, if I can't if I can only see you for like half a day or something like yeah. that, you know. But I feel like, yeah, again, like it's it, in your situation, it's probably like either you got closer or you made a plan to get closer at one point. I mean, I think it's a good sign that you and your partner like moved in together. Like you, you made the decision to get closer instead of like growing further apart during COVID yeah. because I mean, that's what COVID did for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's like, damn, we have to spend so much time together and we actually can't stand each other. We have to spend the time. Together. Yeah, you know? like dudes that hate their wives, uh, they're not having uh -huh. fun right now. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, like poor dudes that hate their wives. Those poor dudes that hate their wives. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes you realize it's like you should never settle. Like, I did any, like, I don't think that settling anything is, is okay for at any point, you know. And this, unfortunately, this pandemic had to show a lot of people it's like maybe you weren't in a sustainable relationship to begin with. COVID made a lot of people realize that they were settling. Oh, yeah. What do you? That's. I mean, as as sobering as that is, like, and like as funny as it is for us, how funny is it to like someone who's in their mid forties and has like a mortgage and two kids with someone? Yeah. No, fuck that, dude. But um, yeah, no. I'm, you know, it's cool that you guys have gotten closer. It's been, it's been cool, like, getting to know you guys. I and mean, we got to know you guys, like, like, like we got to know Lena, like, prior to the, the COVID. And, uh, yeah. You guys want to talk about that one night? Oof. Oh. Boy, nice. do I. Because it was, I feel like, <laughs> I want to talk about it the most because it was the roughest, the roughest on me. I think that was the night you met, Aaron. On, that was, fucked up. That was I the got, first time I met you. I got fucked. Yeah, that was the first time that I met Aaron and Lena, um. Shout out to Lena. If anybody like doesn't already know, Lena is Aaron's partner. Um, wait, when was this? So this was like last year, I think, when you and I first started dating. It's so like around like August, like, September ish. Yeah, like okay. like I think I want to say September. Like when like we barely were together for like a month, I think. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And um, oh wow. Yeah, right. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And um, I think <laughs> and I remember Aaron hit me up to hang out, and I was I just asked you like last second if you wanted to hang. Yeah. And you were like, yeah. So yeah. and we went to we went to uh, downtown Riverside. Just we went to, to downtown Riverside just to hang out, and it started with. I mean, to be fair, I feel like I'm the one that started it. I was like, you guys want to do shots? And we did shots, and it was fine. You know what fucked me up was when we went to Heroes. <laughs> and you guys were like, you want to try the this audios? thing called Nadiamas? And then you didn't have your ID. Yeah, I forgot. Like, I think so I picked up drugs like that day, and I forgot my ID uh-huh. in a certain place. And then, okay, I don't know. I don't remember if you guys got one or, like, we decided, oh, we're just going to get one. But we split it. Try. We ended up splitting it. But I feel like I chugged like most of it. That's, that's what fucked me up. That's what truly fucked not, me up. Not to mention we stopped afterwards at a Seven uh, Eleven and got four locos. Yeah, we had two four locos right. and divide. We divided them up between. We had eight locos. Four of eight us. locos. So gathering two locos, two locos each. No, and I remember Aaron famously said, "Should we get a white claw to rehydrate?" <laughs> <laughs> She does. I remember that. That was the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. I think we, I think we stay saying that. Actually, I don't. I forgot where we got that. Yeah, you know. I said. I think I said that to your dad on Thanksgiving. It's like I think he was saying something, and I was like, "Oh, look at it." My my parents look at white claws like that. They're like, "There's water." Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I've had people come into the business on a Sunday, hungover on the Lord's Day, on the Lord's Day with tall boys of white claws. Oh man. Feel like it's for, it's for the hangover. Where 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 is the business? It's on uh, Paris and Eucalyptus. We have two Paris and Eucalyptus and Frederick and Alessandro. You know where the rec center is? No. It's right by your house. Like one of the the first businesses is right by your house. Eucalyptus is pretty close to my house. So yes. that's the sixty. Okay. You know where the Rio Rancho Mall is? Yeah. Okay, so you just keep going down on Paris as if you're going towards uh, Alessandro. Okay. And it's literally like you're going in that direction right on the intersection of Paris and Eucalyptus. Okay. That's where it is. What's it called? It's called Cheve Barbacha. Mm-hmm. And there's a liquor store in that same plaza. The restaurant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Shouts out to Cheve Barbacha. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Uh, fire ass food. Dude, you don't even know, you know bro. It's so, it's too good. I've never had in my life. Uh, that's honestly, it's as far as like mobile locals go, it's definitely. I've actually never had it, but it sounds fire as fuck. I've had it and it's fire as that. fuck. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. Mexican food. Yeah, Mexican food. Tacos? Burritos? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, not burritos. Oh, not burritos, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like traditional. It's pl- like a platter, like with rice and beans. It's like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. traditional. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's like a, you, you should just go. You should just go. Just go try it. Um, Honestly, you should go. No, I say this to like all, all my friends. A- everyone that I've told this to, they're like, no, we'll pay it. We'll pay it. I mean, if anyone ever goes, I'm like, obviously, down to hit them up. And I do want people to go because Fat tips, if anything, man. Fat tips, fat tips. Fat tips. Um, No, but it's, 
I mean, not to, okay, humble, humble brag. It's not like any other Mexican restaurant. Like, we really do strive to be, like, tradition. Very authentic, yeah. No, for you know sure. What I mean, like, um, like, people will come in asking for, like, burritos, and, like, asada fries. And, like, we don't, we don't, we don't, do we don't that fuck here. with that here. That's, we, we just, I mean, I fuck with the soda fries. I love, I love all of that. But it's just like we don't, you know, we don't make that. This is like different kind of food. Anyway, shout out, shout out to the family business. Hey, mm-hmm. shouts out. Shouts out. Shout out. Oh yeah. All right, all right. All right. I'm gonna check it out. No, yeah, you should honestly. Anyone who's in Mobile, you know, you yeah. should check it out. Eucalyptus. Paris and Eucalyptus. Yeah. You know where it is. That's right. And Eucalyptus and Paris. And bears. <laughs> like Paris. <laughs> like. French. <laughs> <laughs> Paris and eucalyptus. Or the lake. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Patty Uke. Patty That's right. <laughs> hey, I do want to ask you, Aaron, uh, where does your lingo come from? Like, lingo. Oh, 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 my God. What lingo? You just opened up a fucking You should make a yeah. dictionary. Oh, no, there once, once upon a time was a thing called a dictionary. So I'll, I'll fucking reverse to explain what that is. Yeah, please, but, please do. So going back to the Venn diagrams, I love these Venn diagrams, man. Uh, Don't do uh, Venn diagrams are the shit. Yes. So you know, yeah, Venn you diagrams. Venn we got diagram. we got circles of ten people. Every two people connect to the next ten people, right? Um, we got Hesperians. We got Victor Villians all up in this shit. Um, and there was. There was what we would call maybe the Great Uniter, which is his name is McLovin. He does no longer exist anywhere. Is he dead? From he's Superman? Not, he's alive. Oh. Not that McLovin. There's another McLovin. This guy's okay. name is Daniel. Okay. But uh, we call him <laughs> McLovin. Anyway, uh, there was the Hesperia group, right? And we call ourselves the Warriors. I don't know why. I do know why, but I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. <laughs> the Warriors, and that was like me. That was Eddie. That was uh, uh, Raul, a uh, guy named Jerry, and then and then um, there was the people in Victorville High School, and they called themselves oh, fuck the Wu Tang Clan, maybe. Nice. Is that right? Hold on, let me, let me get this. Let me get this straight. The High it's, Desert it's, is uh, a lawless place. No, no, no. no, no. You don't right, even take know. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Take that back. The Victorville people did not call themselves Wu Tang Clan. They called themselves the Misfits. Ah. The Misfits. All right. It makes a lot of sense. So okay. then they were all the misfits. That's like Steven, Dom, Hansel, uh, Yo-Yo, like a couple of those people over there. Right? I can't believe, side note, someone's name is Hansel. Yeah, it's Hansel. Like and Hansel he has a brother Hansel. named Aladdin, and his other brother's name is Shakespeare. His name was, wait, 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 so wait, 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 wait really? Aladdin, what? Shakespeare, and Hansel. That's only oh real? Oh my God, no Legally way. Legally documented names? Documented. What the hell, dude? Like, that's on their ID? Badass. That's, I want to meet their parents. What yeah. the hell? Like, what me, like I want to, like, let's have a podcast episode with their, <gasps> also. Yeah. Hansel, Aladdin, and hey, Shakespeare. Hey, yo, real quick. Tio, guys, I'm going to order pizza. You guys cool with that? Yeah, order, um, yeah. order away. All right, cool. But Hansel, <laughs> Aladdin, and Shakespeare, that's awesome. That's fucking tight. So, uh, fuck. Uh, all right, so there, the Victorville people are called the Misfits. Uh, Hesperia, we're called the Warriors, right? Sometimes we end up meeting each other through this great uniter we call McLovin. And then we call ourselves the Whips, right? Wait, the whip? The No, shit. Right, let me start that over. Fuck, we're the warriors. They're the misfits. Another part of Hesperia friends, they're called the tips. And that's like Alex, Val, Chris. Uh, I might be missing some others, but but that's like those people. Uh, oh, Worthington. And then um, 
the Warriors and the Tips get together, and they're called the Whips. So now we're the Warriors and Tips, we're the Whips. Okay. And then we get together with the Misfits, and we're called the Whipfits. <laughs> and today we got we got all three of the groups together, and we're all intermingled at this point, like 10 years later. We're the Whipfits. Um, but the Tips, the Tips are really the creators of the terms that you call terms and uh, <laughs> okay 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 and, and um okay earlier you asked for a dictionary and it was called the tiptionary the tiptionary because they're the tips and they came up with the terms the tiptionary is that where fragile comes from that's where fragile goes from <laughs> okay fragile if there's one thing that i learned ever since like being with victor it's fragile i remember first time that you did that to me i was like yeah, no. I don't know about oh, this so guy. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> I don't know about this guy. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know that. <laughs> These guys are comedic geniuses, dude. Basically, they take anything and then they just take it to like the nth degree. So, um, that's tight. Like, uh, uh, originally, I-, I might be fucking this up because I'm not a tip, but this is my interpretation, <laughs> right? We would be at lunch, or the tips would be at lunch, and they would be like, hey, I want some of your food. They would, they would be like, hey, Break me off some of that food. Break me off a piece of that kick-up bar. Break me off a piece of that food. Break me. Break. Fragile. Is that fragile? Can I have some of that? Is that fragile? Hey, breakage? Breakage? Right? That's where that... That's that's like where that stems from. Is like, is that that fragile? Is that breakable? Are you going to break me off a piece of that? That's where that comes from. And there is a multitude of of things like... uh, you could you could stem back like like that like if it's I don't know you'd have to talk to the fucking no yeah dude you know when I knew that was truly universal when I heard Edith using it she I was like fragile? Edith yeah. using it <laughs> yeah and she's yeah. from where's she from Paris yeah yeah something like that. that I'm like it's travel something like that I wanna I wanna take it to to Long Beach now. Yes, fragile is, is great. <laughs> no yeah because I remember like when you told me that I like I took that everywhere i went and like, i still use that to the to this day and um every time i tell people i always forget that you no don't one... even say it anymore you just i don't know where the where the finger symbol comes yeah. from but it's basically a finger gun and you and you like you're turning a doorknob with it but like the intensity matters like yeah, yeah, like yeah. if you do a lazy like you know yeah you do like one or two of them it's like a breaky and then, and then you, sometimes it gets really elaborate like like people will fucking I'm not gonna do it right now, but I've seen, people, I've seen people like fucking slide across like counters and like come out and be like fucking. That just shows the disparity of it. Yeah, the, the situation. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like a spy with a handgun, like, like, like James like, Bond shooting someone from a. Yeah, they're really trying to get a piece of that hot Cheeto or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they like their life depends on this shit, you know, and they're really making it known. Uh, you'll, you'll have to do like a front flip and, and hide behind a counter and like stick your hand out and you see them do this. Like, like fucking, what is that? Grizzle Ward? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just blind shooting so, someone. Yeah, no, it's like that. I took that with me. Like when I do say it to the public, because I don't, I don't use it like with my personal, like my my inner circle, because they don't even they know what I'm saying, they know what the fuck I mean. But when I take it to the public, I'd say like to any coworker who brought like cupcakes over, I'm like, oh yo, a little fragile. They're like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, oh oh, you don't know this. It's like to break. Um, uh, like can't like you know how like when glass like it's like it's fragile. Like you can break something off it. Like break like it breakage. Off. You know the breakage of that. You know like can I get some of that? And then like but they immediately get it within those. First two like examples, and they're like, "Oh 
yeah, okay. Like that makes so, sense. Oh, I feel yes. like let's ugh, hear me out. I feel like we can make this like a global thing. I think so. I think we breakage can make it a global is, thing. Is yeah, I think I so. Breakage. I haven't gotten breakage in months because breakage is something you get in Oh, in the old days. Well, that's not true. Sometimes you can get breakage on beats. Oh, on beats like okay. Yeah, like, like details you're like, "Hey, breakage?" Is that is the, are they, <laughs> as in like share? You're like, share. like, oh, you got beats, like breaking off some of those beats, breaking. Beats. Wait, okay, going going way, 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 way back. You're Mexican. I'm Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of mochate? No. Like share? I, mean, I know what mochate means, but so there is those like slang, like mochate, cut yourself in half. Oh my god, mochate. Well, yeah. But it's like slang for like share, you know. Okay. Mm. And that's what that's what fragile reminds me of. Oh, oh okay, yeah. okay. Maybe, maybe. I feel like we can make that like we can circulate that. That can be like a thing. Yeah, okay. At least in okay. SoCal, right? Yeah. And in, I don't know wherever yeah, yeah, wherever yeah, yeah, else yeah, like yeah, we, yeah. we go off into that can, yeah, that can be a thing. Yeah, and no, I agree. I think uh, these these new slang terms can be. <laughs> I mean, they're not so new really to me, but like these these can totally come and make make a make a. Oh, a place into in today's world. I'm so upset. Steven Todd used to have a, a a folder on his phone that was literally like literally dictionary status where he had the word colon and fucking a, a description and origin of where that thing came from. And he was keeping track of all. What that. happened? And he uh, he switched phones. I think. Oh. It didn't transfer over. It's always that. Gone. He, didn't like, oh. he didn't have iCloud. He didn't have iCloud at that time. This is Damn. Back in like 2014, 15, maybe he was making. Oh. No. And I was asking for the tipsionary and asking to remake it, dude, because it was it was great. He had this fucking beats. He had beats on all the fucking words. Stephen Todd's such an interesting guy. Like um. Stephen Todd's a fucking. Stephen Todd, come on the pod. Yes, Stephen Todd the pod. on the pod. Love it. Stephen Todd, Todd on the pod. pod. Even Stephen Todd, if you're listening to this, if you want to do a remote kind of thing, we have the technology. Nowadays, we bought a webcam. We bought a webcam. <laughs> yeah, anyone hearing this, you guys want to hit us anyone up? Anyone that know. wants to do a remote, a remote episode, we bought a webcam. We bought a webcam just for you guys. I recommend it. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, no, Stephen, like going back to DRS real quick. I remember Stephen had one of these like forgotten DRS like camera roll Tumblr pages. Oh, not one, not two, <laughs> not three, not four. Five. Damn, LeBron. I'm scared. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know how many tumblers he had, but he had literally a tumbler for every party. Damn. It would all be separate tumblers. No yeah. way. No, yeah, this guy was... He, he knows See, yeah. He'll tell us about it, like, remind us about it. It's interesting, because, like... Um, they're, they're public. They're public, yeah. But, like, um, that... I, I saw a couple of those pages, and I saw, like, some of the contents in those pages, and, like, again, going back to those... those uh, that vibe it's just it's so nice to see that just to see how it was documented and i feel like that i don't know if it was just steven or like a collection of like group members in drs or whatever but i think that is another reason why it's so fondly to look at even from oh, afar yeah, dude. like because it's so well documented you I know mean, dude i mean we were all fucking there's merch we were all characters dude but something about St- steven was like one of the main characters, or either like I don't know, or like the historian of your Yeah, I would. He just literally mm-hmm. like he documented did like, everything. He really pushed for those themes. He really fucking you know went out and like uh, 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 
assign people like, hey, go, you're gonna go to the store, go to get, go get a disposable camera. Go yeah. Camera. Or you guys come to the party, get a disposable camera. Yeah. And none of us were doing that, but he was taking the time to text people, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it was it was fucking party time, and there was like seven disposable cameras just going around. People were just handing cameras to each other, just like totally. pictures of whatever, and then like three weeks later, you you have a Tumblr, and it'd just be like all these memories of like. Whoever it wasn't like mm -hmm. all of Steven's pictures. It was literally whoever ended up with the camera. Would just yeah, you were on camera duty that out. night. Yeah, for sure. You just have like people throwing up in the bushes. People fucking <laughs> hanging out like buddies. Fucking people who haven't seen each other. People you'd never see next to each other were just next to each other. And yeah, like that was sight, and you could only thank that to Steven. Like, sight that someone. Yeah, I definitely. I feel like um. That is a big factor of of what DRS like. Just the proof that it was there, you know, like that helped a lot, and it just created its own vibe. And I I don't know, maybe it's like along along the time of it being around, the fact that it just kept being documented and documented, and like it just seemed like these friendships, even like after DRS. I remember like you guys were living in, in an apartment together, and I saw one of your guys' stories. I don't know who it was. It was I think it was you, but it was um. Like, just the friendship it was where it's, like, you guys are done living together in this apartment and you're not moving on from each other. and But, like, you caption it, like, onto the next adventure. It's, like, those friendships are, it just seems like they're so cemented, you know, and such a beautiful thing to see, you know. But, um, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I think literally those people I live with at DRS were, like, the homies mm. that I'll talk to for the rest of my life. We always find a way to get back together at some point whether it's someone's birthday party or just fucking random hangs in small groups and just those are the homies for life dude for life yeah yeah no i think it's i think it's important to keep your friends very close and if you can't see him you know at one point you should make the time for him you know and like i'm a i'm a bad friend when it comes to that but like uh you know life happens that's the thing you know um uh, i think as long as you yeah, well, COVID, not only COVID, but, like, just life overall. You know, things never always end up. As long as you, I think, even with Long Beach friends, you know, as long as you have that intent or as long as we can, like, get back together and it's just still, you know, some kind of, like, rendition of what it used to be, you know. So I think it's all that matters, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm So with that being said, guys, we're going to call it we're on, oh, that, yeah. on that sweet little note. On that sweet little note. Hey, thanks, thanks for joining the Big Dicks podcast. We talked about some big dicks today. We bought, big wangs. We talked about some big old assholes. And smooth assholes. Bleached and unbleached. Yeah, yeah. Or did I, we talk about that? I don't know. Bleached actually. and unbleached. <laughs> Maybe not Clenched unbleached. Bleached and unclenched. I want to give a really uh, big shout out to my two guests today, <laughs> Victor and Andre. Oh my God. Thanks for having us thanks, on. Dude, it it's been great. great it's been. We can't believe you know the experience. Um, the experience we never, we I've never can't, had anything like this. We can't thank you enough. Honestly, I couldn't sleep last night. Like I really couldn't. In anticipation. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was so exciting to be here. Um, I would love to do it again if you'd love to have me on. But um, if you don't, it's okay. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah. With that being said, guys, right, we're signing off. We're signing off. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Hey, with that being said. <laughs> We're going to be signing off now. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>